What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come to the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. Ray is not your father. I'm your father, Dominic. I'm your father. Enjoying the ride, Randy. You son of a bitch! You're fired! What? Because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesday. Well, you, you're going to see what it's like to be my worst enemy. So I know, I know, like I read, I read. Welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. I'm so glad I was not interrupted for that intro. Yeah, yeah, yes. One in a row. One in a row. My name's Levi, joined as always by that big juicy Kyle. Kyle, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Uh, doing good. I, I moved into a new apartment. Uh, other than that, just hanging out, having fun, watching WrestleMania, a show that's not awful. You said it. And of course, as always, to my left, it's that good old JKR. No, absolutely freaking not. Absolutely not. No, sir. No. Wrong song. Not even joking about it. Enjoying it. Nope, nope, nope. Not having it. Not. Oklahoma can go take a long walk up a short pier. Ethan in their A. That's what I have to say. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, folks. Oh, too bad the boomer sooners are kicking your A bag. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, according to my watch, it is not peanut butter jelly time, but it is time for that good old J car. It's one take Jake back in the booth. How are you doing, good sir? And, you know, I'm well, thank you. I'm, I'm having a hard time finding things to be mad about with this show. So, like, I don't know what to do, man. Like, usually I have something to be salty about, but. Jeez. Yeah, we we have endured plenty of horrible wrestling, and it was only until I got to this show that I realized just how bad things had gotten. It's WrestleMania 21. And, of course, this event took place April 3rd, 2005, in Los Angeles, California, at the Staples Center, now known as Crypto.com Arena, a.k.a. The Crypt. And they just changed again. Well, yeah, Crypto.com went bust. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, shoot. Might as well be sponsored by, like, Spirit Halloween or something at this point. <laughs> oh, I wish. That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. But um, you guys have any fond memories of the Staples Center? Um, that was where a lot of basketball happened that made me unhappy. 
Uh, one day I wanted to put two pieces of paper together, and so I went there and they just they attached them with a little metal metal piece. It was very nice. Pardon me. You get it? Staples. <laughs> a staple center, and they put it right in the middle of the paper too. Ha ha ha. I went, I went there hoping that they'd uh, help me find a toner cartridge, and I went, "Oh, this is the Staples Center, not Staples Office Supplies." Ha ha ha. Boo! Where's my box of tomatoes? Where's tomatoes? my box of no tomatoes? Where's your box of tomatoes? Where's your box of tomatoes, hey, Texas hey, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I'm I don't elderly know Stone Cold, and I, I don't I'm drink much anymore. I got a condition. Whip my ass. Oh gosh, I've entered the home of old Stone Colds. <laughs> I think Boy, Vince like Man is looking old. Now, Physic Man, I mean, he's probably dust by the time Stone Cold's out old. <laughs> stone old Steve Austin. That, that was all back to the invasion angle. Of, I need the old Stone Cold. I need the really old Stone Cold. I need the well-endowed Stone Cold. I just want to let you know that if you want a beer that won't raise your cholesterol or give you heartburn, man, I got the best beer on the market. It's Broken Skull IPA. It tastes like dog water, and it looks like it, too. So pick you up a six-pack. It's one half IPA and other half is Pepto-Bismol Metamucil. Use promo code WHALETAIL at checkout. Scott <laughs> oh. Steiner, what are you doing here? There's some freaks, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and he found one, Levi. <laughs> freaks go freak. Write down that promo code for me, though. W-H, no, I'm playing. Uh, we have an attendance of 20,193 with a capacity of 21,000. So we are hanging from the rafters for this one. Ooh. We got a buy rate on pay-per-view of 1,090,000. We're up 50,000 from last year's WrestleMania 20. And I think well-deserved by the time all the things are said and done. Mm -hmm. Our theme song tonight is Big Time by the soundtrack of our lives. And I think it's... I think it's stock music. I'm not entirely sure. It sucked, whatever. It's, it sounds like it. You know, I'll, I'll be real with you. It's really weird, because, okay, this song, Big Time, and then WrestleMania... It's Big Time by Peter Gabriel. And so that completely threw me off. I was like, oh, WWE, just they just uh, dubbed in some crap stock music over the good song. Good job. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Something doesn't seem right. Yeah, that threw me off too because I was like, "What was the the theme song to this show?" And it kept saying "Big Time." I'm like, "Ha, that loser got it wrong." But yeah, so two years in a row, "Big Time" is the theme somehow. Mm-hmm. It's just different songs, folks. Give it a break. I'm about to excrete some milk from my eyeball. Dang, I, that was that was a dud. Yeah, I'll just, weird, I'm real good, like my things. big brown nipples. I feel like SpongeBob. <laughs> Stand up, check. That was not that dadgum funny. You shut your. Hey, that was way better. Levi's I like, know. oh, milk fingers. <laughs> <laughs> That's old news, dude. Now it's about as big milk dud nipples. <laughs> See, there's two laughs. That proves it's an instant classic, Levi. You can't compete. Right, you know what? Yeah, if you get two laughs on this show, it's a banger. Um. We also had an end theme by Three Doors Down called Behind Those Eyes. Are you guys familiar with that song? Uh, yeah, wasn't it the end theme for WrestleMania 21? 
sure was. <laughs> but no, I'm not familiar whatsoever. It's, it's kind of soft, boring rock. You know, three doors down. I'm here without you, baby. And Batista is a new champion. But don't forget about John Cena, too. I guess. <laughs> Bye. Did you make up those lyrics? Or is that an actual sure. song? Oh uh, man, I, I that was that was so off the top of my head. I'm what? so good at You need songs. to move to Nashville, my friend. I tried. Mm -hmm. Well, try again. <laughs> or don't. Our sponsor tonight, as always, Snickers Cruncher. Oh yeah. You and the one love... thing that this podcast has made me really wish I had was I wish I had the chance to try Snickers Cruncher. That thing is just like pasted so much all over WWE, and it makes me so sad that I can't go try one now. I know. I, th I think the closest thing is that peanut butter Snickers, but uh, I, I there's no way to know unless there's cruncher on it, you know. So I know because the thing is, I'm not nuts about like if I went and bought a Snickers bar right now, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. This is whatever. But just puffed rice with it, that sounds nice. I'm a sucker for puffed rice in a in a candy bar. My man, just like a, a good old crunch bar. Exactly. You mean that yeah. crackle because it's Hershey's oh, chocolate and puffed rice. Yeah, crackle's good. I'll give you that. Dang right. Do y'all remember that crunch commercial with Shaq, though, back in the day? And the music was like... Dun, 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 dun. And it's just him chewing. Do y'all remember that? No. Sure mm, don't. No, I don't. I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, did I... No, I had a friend who was like, I love that commercial. This is second grade. Like, it was around that time. Oh, Ruthless the, aggression. The only, I, the only one I remember, I feel like candy bar commercial with Shaq. Wasn't he in, like, some kind of, like, Snickers, like, caramel one? And I remember there, it was, like, him and some, some kid arguing over saying caramel and caramel. And then he was like, huh, okay, Shaquille. <laughs> I don't remember this. And he looked at him and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And he could. did. It was graphic. It got banned. <laughs> Snapped him in half like a twig, and he sucked the marrow from his bones. Uh, uh, uh. Jeez, Jake. You're already, we're already getting graphic here. This is, this is what WrestleMania is all about. Let's slap a big old E on this episode of the podcast. We're turning into a regular Everybody. My Show with Alex and Jake, man. <gasps> hey. Those guys are just too dang dirty. This show is rated T for teen. <laughs> if this show is rated T for teen, then we got to talk all cool and slow. Crash Bandicoot. Whoa. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Oh my gosh, he's Levi so and cool. His pal <laughs> Levi and oh, his yeah. pals are back to talk about WrestleMania. Whatever. The only thing that Levi has talked this show about is the theme song and the sponsor. We've already gone on like a 50-minute <laughs> tangent. Show's seven hours long already. Oh man, it wouldn't be WrestleMania. Without talking about how much I hate the stage. I gotta eat and or sleep later, please. All right, and finally, our tagline is WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And I just wanted to point out, uh, you know, we've talked about already how you know we love the trailers. Everybody loves the trailers. They spent mm -hmm. five million dollars in marketing alone on this event, and I think it paid off. How do you guys yeah. feel about all that? Yeah, oh, I mean, how much money did they make from the event? That's the only question I'd ask. 
Well, we know their pay-per-view buys were a million dollars, so that's some of it. <laughs> uh, I, but honestly, I don't know. I, I wish I'd done more math on that. I know math's not your strong suit. <laughs> well, well, I, I heard they sold the place out. Didn't they say in something something ridiculous like nine point four seconds during the course of the show? I believe that and they definitely needed to yeah. distance themselves from arenas, and we only have one more arena WrestleMania. But yeah, it's it's evident this needs to be in a stadium. As much as I love the arena, oh yeah, shows. for sure. Yeah, it's it's like the biggest thing that kind of strikes me as odd it's like wrestlemania 19 felt like a, a like a sea change for wwe like the a this is like wrestlemania it's a stadium show now and then they, for 20 they go back to madison square garden and it's felt so teeny and then now to here and it's you know better but yeah i agree it really needs to be a stadium show yeah as good as the crowd was they gave it all they got man but they fizzled out there was no mm-hmm. other sort of crowd section to lean back on like you could in the stadium Hello, my name is Eugene. Check out the big brain on you. Now I've heard the stories. I just one more question, Colonel. Do I feel lucky? <sighs> Talking to me. I'm seven feet tall. Oh. And I defeat superstars by the hundreds. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! How about sadomasochistic activity? Uh-oh. Have you ever been in a lingerie pillow fight? Ornita no. What'd you just say? And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. That wasn't <laughs> Don't even try. Wow. Oh! That's not cool. Cracking it. I like women like that. Are you talking to me? In all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. Come on, man, we're going to WrestleMania. Woo, yeah. WrestleMania. 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 I'll see you at WrestleMania. You talking to me? You must be Hector reborn. Or is it Hercules? Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator. How dare you show your back to me? Slay! You will remove your helmet! And tell me your name. Who are you? I am the master of the middle finger. Chief ass whooper of sorry sons of bitches. Beer drinker among beer drinkers. 
truster of no one. And I will stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. Stone Cold Steve Austin, and tonight, I unleash hell! Impossible dream can come true If you believe it This is my kind of town It's as clear as the nose on your faces This is the time This is the place This is the time This must be the place Hollywood Where the streets are paved with gold Where the kiddies never grow in Hollywood Hollywood Where the stars don't shine at night They walk around in the broad daylight In Hollywood We open with Lillian Garcia singing a fantastic rendition of America the Beautiful. And it was a bit pitchy, sure, but I mean, she's great, man. She killed the high notes. She's just a sweetheart. She's doing her best. Woman. Mm-hmm. She's not. She uh, didn't. She didn't sign up with WWE to sing. She's out there doing her best. Yeah, and honestly, like I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of a opinion people have on it. But I always like that when they do like the patriotic song. They choose to do "America the Beautiful" over the national anthem because it's Word. ten times better. I hate the national anthem. I, it's funny. I feel like that's like you can just be like, you know, I, I'm going to mildly criticize America, and you'll get like a million people want slit your throat but i feel like if you say the national anthem is pretty boring most everybody will agree oh, you just say the national anthem sucks because it does hey these covers yeah, yeah. don't run boy unless yeah, they're singing it's... the national anthem then i'm like dude come on run away <laughs> <laughs> so we get an opening package i i thought it was kind of weak it was a mashup of all the trailers they did which were individually great but mm-hmm. here it kind of fell flat for Mania standards. Uh, they end with one I hadn't seen in watching, you know, all the Raws and Smackdowns, so I forgot about it. But it was the Stone Cold Gladiator trailer, which I thought right. was amazing. What did you guys think about it? Yeah, at that when I saw the Gladiator one, I was like, man, they must have spent a lot of money on these. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was funny. It was well done. Yeah, yeah it's uh, evidence that you can do comedy and, and do it well without being without being silly and stupid. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good stuff. Mm-hmm. It got me excited to see Stone Cold in action, but that's not really what we get, is it? No, not and, really. And that's the kind of thing. Like, like the 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 video was like fun, but like at this point, Stone Cold Steve Austin is purely just like he's mascot. He's mascot Steve Austin. It's just like it's fun to see him, but it's not the same. Stone Cool Steve Austin. 
And now, Raw, SmackDown, ECW. No, I'm just playing. It's Snickers Cruncher present <laughs> WrestleMania. So cue the pyro, Kyle. We got a big old juicy set. Describe the set to our listeners. Uh, so it's like flat. There's like a square of pipe and drape kind of set up, and like a pipe gray and drape. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't let it go. It's got it's got the old WWF logo on it. It's pretty weak. No, I'm just kidding. No, it looks really really good. Actually, I like this set a lot because uh, the the center uh, Tron above it. It's got like this big kind of fanned out neon piece, kind of like a kind of like a big big Hollywood movie theater kind of look. Um, and then, like to the left of that, there's a, a sign that's kind of mimicking the Hollywood sign that says like WrestleMania goes Hollywood. And then to the right, um, really cool touch. I love when WWE does this kind of thing where it's a specific little Tron that's there just for, like, just to give you the match. And they made it look like a a movie theater marquee, so every match it would change. And that's such a cool touch. And then the actual runway itself is interesting because coming from the Tron down, it almost comes to like a point. And then from there, when you step down, it's just red carpet all the way to the stage. So, uh, you know, it really they really nailed like the big Hollywood feel. And yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I did not like the ramp because I thought it was dangerous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it coming to a point and then just kind of expanding a little bit at the bottom. Um, That's weird. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a, a good idea. You know, I understand what you're going for. But you could have had a full-sized ramp and then just had the star, you know, just come on, guys. I mean, nobody got hurt, so I guess not, whatever, but still. Well, I mean, how else would you rate it? Did you did you like it other than that? Mm-hmm. It's all right. What do you mean it's all right? This is a great set. All right, it's okay. <laughs> oh, Jake. Hard to please, hard to please, Jake. He is, but once you do, man, it's it's just so worth it. Once once you build him up, and he's like, "Oh, I love this." It's just so worth it. <laughs> but for me personally, uh, first of all, with the uh, and now little video, I liked how the film was whipping, like it was just going every which way and going. Whoops, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Loving those sound effects. <laughs> I know, man, and. Uh, but for, for the set, this set was always so special looking to me. Uh, I remember seeing it in the trailer for SmackDown vs. Raw 2006, if y'all remember that. Mm-hmm. And Ooh. it it features, mm-hmm. I think it's John Cena walking backstage, and he's like, this is the fight of my life, and then he goes out. But the graphics of it looked so real that it made me think the game was going to look like <laughs> that. And um, that it just reminded me of a time where, like, that that's kind of what I longed for. Like I was so enamored by the idea of a wrestling game that you could like live your life. Like you could drive to the arena, do your workouts, whatever. But with the like super realistic graphics that were coming with the next gen of like Xbox 360 and PS3. So it just, I kind of got a flashback to that. (laughs) So you just wanted a video game where you didn't just like wrestle. You wanted to just like do everything in a wrestler's day to day life. No, I wanted the main thing to be wrestling, but but that you could additionally live your life. And mm-hmm. and they had a game uh, similarly titled called NBA The Life, if, if y'all remember that one. Vaguely. Yeah, I, I kind of do remember it. Where you could, uh, well, I never actually played it, but you could drive around and you could do other things, but it didn't live up to something that I just described, like you 
Is that kind of like NBA ballers? That's the only weird NBA one I remember. I don't think so. I I think that was more like NBA Street, like the next. I don't know. NBA ballers was a one-on-one game. I I I never played any of those. I remember people being like, "Oh, you got to play a freaking big balls ball game," and I'm like, "All right, whatever. I'm gonna keep playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City." You got to like sports first, I think. I think that was the problem. <laughs> because I didn't like football games until I got into football. The only only sports game that I played and actually enjoyed, despite not really caring about the sport, was uh, NBA Street Volume 2. That was fun. Word. Word. That's one of the greatest games ever made. Is that and it has one? such a damn good soundtrack. Oh, my God. It's back in the days where sports games cared. Yeah, that was that was from EA Big... Now it's just all the man soundtracks are like I love football. I, I love football. <laughs> Give me some variety. Well no, now now the problem is like graphics got too real and so they thought, well now the gameplay's gotta get and so now everything's like a painfully overly thought out sim and it's boring. I know, and like pay to play, like oh my gosh. The I could I couldn't, man. Like I see people like with freaking two K games, it's like you're nuts. You're nuts for buying that every year. You're just buying like a slot machine for sixty bucks each year. I know, and people get mad at you for pointing that out. <laughs> but but you know what, folks? Oh, go on, Jim. No, that, that was it. I was going. I was going to say it, but you know, you stepped in my thunder. <laughs> you kissed my ass. WrestleMania 21 going Hollywood and Eddie Guerrero taking on Rey Mysterio, both tag partners, uh, taking on each other for bragging rights, I suppose. Ooh. Eddie and Rey have been killing it in the tag division, even becoming tag champs, but in a handful of singles matches, Rey has been the victor, which has slowly sent Eddie on a path of doubt slash insanity? Question mark? <gasps> Chavo, of all people, get in between the two, unbeknownst to the other. And he tells Ray, you know, he's going to turn on you. That's what Eddie does. And Ray's like, nah. And he tells... What up, Curl and White? (laughs) (laughs) And he tells Eddie, you know, you you don't play nice. You're you're a Guerrero. You lie cheating still, which has only made Eddie worse inwardly. So Eddie challenges Ray to a one-on-one match at WrestleMania 21, to which Ray accepts. Simple as that. Surely this story couldn't get any crazier later. Surely there'll be no custodial battles. And I ain't talking about jam. What? Well, yeah, definitely not. Certainly to the Lord. I will say, uh, as we get the entrances here, Eddie gets a huge pop to kick things off. And I love the car. It's so beautiful. But I especially mm-hmm. love his GTA-inspired T-shirt. Yes. That's what I was thinking. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, the GTA shirt. Like, this is around just so briefly, you know, obvious. But, like, oh, it's so damn cool. Also, like, I'm not a ro- lowrider guy, but I, the color. It's the same It's the same color as my KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> oh, nice. 
That's very uh, re- it's very retro. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to find like they. It, somebody's got to have a bootleg of that uh that Eddie shirt. I'd buy that in like a second. <laughs> I know, man. Ray does not jump out of the sky, but he does get special, slightly different mania pyro, and I really liked it. Ooh. Wearing his cool dual flag jumpsuit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and the ref had to help him take it off. (laughs) Yeah, a little awkward, but, you know, whatever. He's repping repping both both the countries he calls home. I think it's a little underrated. The match that really goes on is Ray versus his mask. (laughs) Yeah, it's always just it's a triple threat. No, it's a handicap. Shut up! <laughs> You're not. So let's get underway here. Eddie takes down Ray with a headlock. Ray overpowers him for two, but Eddie takes him down again, this time with an arm drag. Ray comes back with a sunset flip for two, but Eddie slingshots him out of the ring, and they exchange high-spot fakes before Eddie heads back in. They do a sequence with both men grabbing a wrist lock bridge, both getting pinned mm-hmm. but kicking out at one. The crowd were impressed, and so was I. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Yes. Well, I didn't know I was talking with two warlocks. Yes. <laughs> it's my lightning hands. Give me a potion. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy who married the creepy lady. Oh, there is no guy. You're fictional. Get out of here. Here, I'm going to cast a spell on you, Levi. Believe in me now. Hello, I'm the host. I'm now the fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, do it now. Oh, no, I forgot about this. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about the soundboard. Has it been that long? Has it been that long? Uh, it's been a little long, yes. Been um, Eddie takes him down from there, but Ray evades into a huge monkey flip as he has been and continues having mask issues, as Jake aforementioned. <laughs> Ray charges and Eddie dumps him and then follows with a dive to the outside. Ray continuing to adjust his mask. Back in, that gets two. We get a backdrop suplex for two. Eddie tries to take him into the bow and arrow, but to no avail. He goes for an STF while Ray adjusts his mask again. That's where it's more mask adjust- adjustments than we get like Spagingos at this point, man. I, I think so, yeah, for the final count. Ray falls out of a power slam into t- Jeez, let me try that again. Ray falls... <laughs> Ray falls out of a power slam attempt as they botch it noticeably. Ray comes back with an arm drag that sends Eddie out of the ring, and Ray baseball slides him after fumbling with the mask again and follows with a beautiful corkscrew plancha. I love that move. Yeah, that was so awesome. Ray springboards back in with a butt drop and then runs into an elbow, and Eddie once again is on the offense. Three amigos are countered into a roll-up by Ray. Eddie stops that with a backbreaker for two, Back to the three amigos, but again, Ray counters to a head scissor takedown, which puts Eddie in the 619 position. And meanwhile, Michael Cole is very interested in how many how many suplexes have, have gone. He's counting. He's like, that's that's four. That that one that one was six. Very good, Cole. You can count. I'm glad you learned. But my pothole stores. 
<laughs> it misses, and Eddie gets another backbreaker for two. Yet another try at the three amigos, which he completes on this attempt, and that sets up the frog splash. However, that misses, and Ray plays with his mask again, despite all the pain that he must be in. He still manages to roll up Eddie, but it gets blocked for two. Eddie tries to counter Arana with a power bomb, but he gets sent into the ropes again, and Ray hits him with a 619. He goes for the West Coast pop, but it's blocked with a huge power bomb, folding Ray like a lawn chair. Mm-hmm. He goes for the pin, but only good for two. We wrap up here with Eddie charging. He hits an elbow, and Ray reverses another of his backbreaker attempts into the West Coast pop for the pin in 12 minutes and 37 seconds. Jake, let's start with you. With you, oh my gosh. Let's start with, with you. you. I'm going to start with you. What did you think about the match? I liked it. A uh, very good opener. Uh, the crowd was hot for it. <clears throat> the crowd was really excited for this match. And it showed at the very end, you could see that like Eddie was a little bit, hey, you know, what do I got to do to beat this guy? And then, you know, it's it's always that, that tense moment. Will they, sh- will they, won't they? Will they shake hands? And, you know, they, they did. Everything is okay so far. You know, definitely not creating Dominic Mysterio in the uh, the background there. <laughs> thumbs up. I say thumbs up as well. It took a good... Uh, I, I challenge you, listener, to take a good look at this match. And you'll immediately notice... This is what you'll find today on any WWE or AEW pay-per-view. This match was fantastic. I just think think about what they could have done had Ray's mask been tighter and they had more time. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. Thumbs up from me as well. Uh, Yeah, your point. Yeah, like you could tell this style, this fast-pacey, kind of reverse-y, lucha-y inspired style, like very much inspired a lot of people today and just god i, I really could just watch eddie and uh ray go at it multiple times wonderful two of the best guys in the business and in this match in particular i really like the back and forth, the reversals like they you know they really had me a few times and then you know in the end like ray got it over on eddie and it kind of felt like one of those damn you know like he got me kind of moments but I mean, for an opener, couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, Thumbs up for me. To further your point, it was more than just a, dang, he got me. It was, he got me again. I am going insane. How can I not beat this man? (laughs) You know? Like, there's there's definitely an evil connotation to it. What does his wife see in him? (laughs) I, I must find out what she sees in him. I am the father of his child. That's what he was thinking in that moment. <laughs> we cut backstage to an awkward promo between JBL and Triple H. Yeah, I didn't write hardly anything at all about this. It was so awkward. Well, well they didn't say much either. <laughs> it's just, I'm a champion. I'm a champion too. <laughs> we'll see if you're still a champion by the end of the night. <laughs> like my big mustache, I'm growing it out for the DX reunion. 
<laughs> Someone dared me to do this. I think it looks cool. Someone dared me to doo-doo my pants. I did it. It was Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah, I, I have like two sentences here. It says, it can be summed up by Triple H saying, you suck. And JBL responding, nuh-uh, in a very soft voice. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm the wrestling god. I, I am from Texas. Uh, how bizarre. Thankfully, we'll be rid of these poop stains as champions soon. Yeah! Well, yes! Man, JBL's more like the wrestling gosh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> like the wrestling gonad. Ooh. Oh. I'll get more into my JBL feelings later in the podcast, but man, my feelings sure did change on him from when he first no, arrived. You, you love JBL. You still love JBL. <laughs> JBL lover. Uh uh. That's what JBL would say in a situation like this. No, no, I I don't love JBL. You are JBL. Uh. What? What? Yeah, it was obvious by the longhorns on your vehicle. Oh, shit. (laughs) We cut ringside to Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler. But what y'all may not have noticed is behind them is Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as one of the other ones. (laughs) He's just sitting there like doing the peace signs behind him. Like I was more focused on him than anything, but like he didn't get the, you know, the name on the Chiron. So it's like, yeah, they don't give a crap about Taboo. (laughs) They're like, as Will I am and Fergie with him. Okay, who cares? (laughs) We'll even we take couldn't Apple. even get Apple here. Ah, stole, stole my joke. Ooh, you literally, that joke collided. But I, I got to say, the Rob Schneider, Adam Sandler thing, Rob Schneider's like, hey. <laughs> like, Rob Schneider looks excited. Adam Sandler's like, uh-huh, yeah. It's just there to babysit Rob. <laughs> he just would rather be anywhere <laughs> but there. Like, oh, yeah, fake, fake fighting, fake fighting. It's Mr. Coach Clan. Mr. Coach Clan. I don't want to be here. (laughs) (laughs) That was a perfect impression. So what I need from you right now. Everybody always did that. What I need from you right now is to tell us what it was like when Adam Sandler, played by Kyle, (laughs) approached Mr. McMahon backstage at WrestleMania 21. And Mr. McMahon asks him how he likes the show. And Adam Sandler doesn't really like it, but he doesn't want to hurt his feelings. And go. Uh, hey there, Mr. McMahon. How you doing? Hey, hey, how you <laughs> Oh, hey, hey, pal. You, uh, welcome to WrestleMania. Granddaddy oh, of them all. What do you, what do you, what do you think there, Adam? The big WrestleMania. Who, <laughs> Mr. McMahon. Oh, I'm doing it. Yeah, so, uh. Coming up later, we've got a match with uh, John Cena. You might uh, might like him. <laughs> yes, I'm already tired of doing the voice. <laughs> Let it end, Levi. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't think of anything to say. <laughs> I can only do it so many times before I just feel like a jackass. <laughs> I'm in a sweat. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <gasps> oh, okay. Next match. 
first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. Play a snip from the song here. Okay, now stop. The end. Shotty, what you doing? Yeah, make it a sweet tea after that much. The doctor said my sugar's high, but she been sober and dry for about ten years. <laughs> so it's pretty much a hodgepodge. I I, I swear I've been uh, Nel uh <laughs> I'm about to say Nelson Mandela. <laughs> I meant to say Mandela affected, but I was gonna say I've been Nelson Mandela. <laughs> you got you got arrested. And then you just put in prison. Which I mean, it's named after him, but I I could have sworn all these years. I thought Chris Jericho came out on TV and said, I created this match and we're going to have a ladder match, blah, blah, blah. But from what I saw, Eric Bischoff just assembled some guys backstage and was like, we're going to have a match at WrestleMania called Money in the Bank. And I was like, what? Did I just remember misremember all these years? Mm -hmm. So I, I love that. I mean, you are pretty stupid. <laughs> so it's as simple as that. I mean... It's a bunch of your upper mid card guys in, in a ladder match, and uh, the briefcase above the ring has a contract for a world championship match, and you can cash in any point within a year. So, really cool concept. Yeah, it it, it is it is it kind is of them. weird though. Uh, watching the first one and seeing that the briefcase is just like a normal black briefcase. I kind of like that. No, I've just gotten I gotten used to the to the gold or, or like the gold or whatever different color because it's like gold. it's not just it's not just a normal briefcase. It's a special one. <laughs> well, they didn't put, start putting the money in the bank like the logo on until a little later, right? Like when it became a pay per view, right? Or am I wrong? I don't know, man. I wasn't watching. <laughs> Dumbass. I know RVD was the first one because he wins next year um, to design it, and he he had the you know. There's yes, yeah. thing on there. That look cool. And I think they had a logo on it from then. I think Mr. Kennedy, like he had his logo on there and you know <laughs> so Scared pretty much R V D on it was design. I think my favorite might admit Kennedy. What? <laughs> I don't know. Sound like Stone Cold said L D Sound like Stone Cold was starting to do like Rob's theme or something. <laughs> 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 what a <Well> <laughs> Oh man, um, one of a kind. I'm not good at it. Oh man, Kyle is spot on. You sound like Jim Ross doing it. You're like one of a kind. Abby Doobie. I love that Adam Sandler. <laughs> no, Jr. does impressions again. This is not good. <laughs> Jr. Get the microphone down. You know, I do. I do oh, really yeah, good. Stewie Griffin, all family guy. <laughs> <laughs> damn you, Val damn you woman. all, da damn you all to hell. That's <laughs> Stewie. Jim, you're not really good at that. <laughs> oh, oh excuse me, King. Shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Sorry for trying to be com comedic. That's what the kids want these days. Not all of us can just talk about buttholes and puppies, King. <laughs> JR, calm down. No. Oh, I was going to say. Yes, I yes. I thought Damien Sandow had the coolest custom briefcase. Oh, nice. I don't quite remember it. 
It's like yeah, leather. I don't really quite remember him either. Oh, oh, he was like, great. I, the funny thing, funny thing was, I actually was watching for a bit at the time, and I like, I hardly remember him. <laughs> and Sendai uh, was good enough. Yeah, I heard Cody Rhodes he, bringing he was, him as he was. Yeah. He was funny. I'll give him that. I can't remember much of his in-ring work. Yeah, I can't either. Now that you mention it. <laughs> anyway, let's get started. Enough about Damian Sandow. <laughs> Everyone attacks Kane for some reason before he can make it to the ring. But he fights them off. So Benoit and Benjamin suplex him on the floor. Christian makes a attempt to get the ladder in the ring. But Jericho slams it into his face as he dives off the apron and the bell rings, despite the fact Kane hasn't entered the ring. <laughs> I thought y'all would find that to be a witty observation as well. But nope, crickets. No, to be honest, Levi, I'm sorry. I got a text from my wife just then. <laughs> I, I also have a hard time telling when these things really truly start, because I mean, like... Just start punching from the word go, you know what I mean? Like, Honestly, just like don't wait for anybody to come to the ring. If you, there are two people out there, just punch one and put a ladder up. Exactly. Uh, so Shelton Benjamin attacks Chris Jericho in the corner, but gets met with a bulldog. Jericho stops to drop kick Benoit and Edge off the apron and then follows with mm -hmm. a dive on Edge. Christian hits a springboard crossbody, then Benjamin with a helo, and then Kane lastly hits a big red dive from the top onto everyone. Every time Kane does a top rope dive like that, I just expect the worst. I just think of like freaking Sid Vicious snapping his leg in half. Jeez, man. Oh, he's a huge dude. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Landing right in legs, your, your knees are just going to implode on themselves. Like Paul White. Mm hmm. Well, he's uh. Well, uh, hey, we get to laugh at him a little later. It's okay. <laughs> Kane brings a ladder into the ring, but Jericho drop kicks it in his face. Jericho makes use of the ladder, fighting off the others with it and dropping it on Edge. <laughs> I like ben creative uses of ladders. <laughs> Benoit then. <laughs> I don't know what my brain was going to say. I love uncreative uses of ladders, like using it to change a light bulb. So <laughs> they should do instead of instead of a instead of like a briefcase up there, it should be like a, a burnt out bulb, and they just got to change it. So you got to get the ladder oh, and the box, and you got to unscrew it, it and makes, screw it in. It, yeah, it makes sense why it takes forever to get that done. Otherwise, you know, you just have guys acting tired. Someone could go rogue and smash all the the light bulbs. And then we can do spots in the light bulb glass, <laughs> and everyone will be happy. That's the most Jeff Jarrett idea I've ever heard. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to my world. <laughs> welcome to AEW. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Uh, Benoit then hits Jericho with a German suplex, and while Jericho was holding the ladder... He, it, it goes flying over his head. I thought that looked pretty cool. That was a cool mm -hmm. visual. Benoit tries to climb, but Kane catches him, and Benoit comes down with a crossface. Edge breaks that up, so he gets a crossface. Kane hits him in the face. It's a ladder match, Chris. Stop also, trying to murder like, these people. Oh, my gosh. Uh, also, um, if you 
are in a match and you see that this guy's not going to win this match by doing this move, why are you breaking it up? <laughs> yeah, just let him do it. He'll just, just lose and be like, wait a minute, what? Those two guys are down there on the mat, you know, and, and one of them's in severe pain. And it's not Kane. <laughs> He's not in no, that no, Kane no. pain. Don't leave them alone. Attack the guy in the submission. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah, just Think start of- kicking him in the face. <laughs> Think about it. Chris Benoit's got Kane in the crossface, right? If I'm Edge, I'm taking a steel pipe and ramming it up Kane's butt. <laughs> 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 Why not? They'll take him out of the match, man. He can't go anywhere. Especially with that pipe. I'm laying the pipe to Kane, baby. Ooh, yeah. No, no. Or what's another submission? Freaking Hell's Gate. Their butts in the air. Just take a take a kendo stick, smack them in the balls like 50 times, man. They, they, <laughs> they'll be out on the shelf. I'm telling you. Like, don't attack the guy doing it. Attack the guy getting attacked. But I digress. We'll never see things such as that. Nah. <sighs> So, um, as Edge is in the crossface now, Kane hits Crispin Wall in the face with a ladder to break that up because that's that's the person you want to hit in the head, man, with the ladder. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's already got s- such severe CTEs trying to make you guys tap in a ladder match. Like, you really want to test that? I mean, it, it is crazy to think about, like, at this time, his brain is already, like, scrambled eggs. Oh, yeah. Definitely a, a spot to come a little later. That's exactly what I'm... Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> so Kane wrecks Benoit's shoulder in the ladder, but Edge breaks that up. And Edge and Christian briefly reunite for a ladder concerto on Kane. Laterto. Benjamin springs in out of nowhere and clotheslines both of them afterwards. One could say so much is happening at any second of this match that the action... I know. Is totally nonstop. (laughs) Shelton spin kicks the ladder into Christian's face, but Edge gets the ladder back and sets it up in the corner, whipping Benjamin onto it. He tries to follow with the spear, but then gets flapjacked into the ladder. Shelton follows with the stinger splash into the ladder. Up he goes, but Jericho appears to climb up there with him and slug it out. Christian sets up another ladder, kind of ramp style, and mm-hmm. follows them up. And Benoit slugs it out with him. And you end up having, for a, for a brief moment, you got like probably four or five re- wrestlers on the ladders. You got uh, multiple superstars on ladders duking it out. Which yeah, I think I think I counted five guys up there, just like just beating the hell out of each other. It was, it was so cool to look at. Yeah, it, it looked just something like out of a video game, and I, I could have sworn in yeah. the background I heard. <laughs> Wait, it's a new season. We're singing new songs, new, new video game songs. Gone, gone, breaking Benjamin. Say goodbye. Yeah. Say goodbye to Core. <laughs> We're singing the Dillinger escape plan, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I know my boy Jake over there gets that reference. I have no idea who we're talking about right now. Uh, 
Didn't play no games. Blue. I said didn't blue. play no games. Didn't have no PlayStation. Okay, live audience. Jake didn't play no games. <laughs> Yeah, well, bitches be shopping, so. Yeah, that is true. Women, you women, women do shop. A woman from shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so Edge gets his own ladder and heads up, and they start doing the high spots. And uh, Christian takes down Benoit with a single arm DDT, further injuring the arm, which you know plays a role into the finish. Uh, Jericho goes down as well, leaving Benjamin to get the exploder off the ladder onto Edge. That was a really cool spot. That was badass. So Jericho is the lone survivor, and he climbs, but Christian tries to hit him with the ladder. It misses, and this ladder gets wedged into the main one. Shelton Benjamin then runs up that Mm -hmm. ladder to knock Jericho off, which to this day is one of the most insanely incredible moves in wrestling history. That looks so badass. Like just watching, like watching it, like <laughs> just in my living room alone. I was just like, <laughs> exactly. All these years later, and I was like, oh my gosh, wow, that took such. It. it took such precision, man. Like mm-hmm. it's so crazy. And I would be remiss if I didn't award Shelton Benjamin with the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. And now it's time for the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. Oh yeah, early. I mean, honestly, though, I, I mean, I give it to him. What you want, like Big Show, I'm... to get it from the Akibono? Somebody <laughs> <laughs> right. held his hand up and went, and then did nothing afterwards. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if there's going to be a splash of the night, it's it's got to be from this match for sure. No, for real. I I thought maybe Shawn Michaels, but I was like, not over this man. This 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 definitely won it. Shelton climbs, but Christian uses his ramp ladder to knock him off. Kane then returns from the dead and chokeslams Shelton into the ropes, tying him up there. And good gosh. He I, thought, been, I was afraid his ankle was going to snap or something. I know. He could have been seriously hurt. Like I don't know if it was a Kane sloppiness thing or what. But I, I think he had some sort of guilt attached to him because he immediately tried to untie him, which looked hilarious because Tomko is just standing behind him waiting for the spot like, uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless nobody notice i'm back here looking stupid <laughs> create a wrestler with no no added attributes <laughs> uh but nevertheless tomko interjects himself he helps christian up the ladder uh piggyback style but mm-hmm. kane breaks that up and follows him with the ladder he can't get him down so he goes for the direct approach and pushes the whole ladder out of the ring with christian on it oh <gasps> Later. That was a really cool spot as well. Yeah, I, I thought like the piggyback spot and then that with Tomko, I was just thinking like I have a feeling like that's that's the spot that helped get him a TNA contract when Christian was signed, you know? Oh, no doubt. And But honestly, it's Tomko, at least at the time, I don't know if anything's changed, but was IRL like best friends with Christian and Edge? Because I remember when Benoit died, or no, it wasn't Eddie. I think it was Eddie. And I was listening to some sort of online interview. Well, they both died. <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember he's listing, like, I think it was Edge. And he was like, I have three best friends in this world. And uh, and one of them was Christian. One's Tomko. And now my other one is gone, Chris Benoit. And I was like, oh, 
Tom Cozy friend. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I never knew that. Honestly, I'm, I'm just curious if they're still friends to this day. That would kind of make me go, huh, if that's the case. Yeah, I, I can I see some Tomko's living in a halfway house somewhere. Oh, <laughs> no, as a wrestler, Tomko is like nothing special, but I got to admit, he, he is fun paired up as Christian's muscle. He's living in Destin, Florida on a condo, something like that. Yeah, probably. He's, he's, he's a beach soaking up on a beach. Yeah, I, I can still see it like right now, just downloading that clip and like watching like the visuals of Windows Media Player, like. Like, light shows or whatever like i can see it and hear it now but um where was i um getting naked <laughs> so kane now climbs a ladder but jericho follows him up and slugs it out with him and they both go down hard so benoit selling the arm so well sets up another ladder in the corner and goes to the top of it hitting kane with the most beautiful diving headbutt you've ever seen it was pretty it was tasty like the- it was, it was the best and the worst thing ever. <laughs> Cause it it looked badass. It was really good. It, you know, Benoit's face was fucked, but <laughs> it's one of those things where whenever he just reels in pain after doing it, it just makes me squirm because I'm like, this legit. <laughs> I kind of feel know, it man. is. It's a brain scrambler, folks. Just had to go and be evil, Benoit. <laughs> That's the thing about Benoit matches is you know, everyone talks about, oh, separating the man from the wrestler, whatever. You know, we've been down that road. It's like, <laughs> yeah. at this point, you can find head trauma in every Chris Benoit match. It's not Real, a case man. of if. Ugh. It's there. It's in every one of his matches. And remembering what I just said, his brains are scrambled eggs right now in the timeline. He's screwed. At one point, I went back and watched his last match. And goodness, you could just tell, like, he is haggard as hell. And, like, he does the diving headbutt, and it looks like it is the most painful thing he has ever done in his life. Like, it like, just makes me so damn uncomfortable watching It's like that. every Jeff Hardy match right now. It's like you just feel his spine turning to powder every time he does a swanton. I remember when he got drafted to ECW, you know, his last days. ECW! And just watching his matches, because I hadn't watched him in a long time because he's on SmackDown. I didn't get the CW. So, just like watching him wrestle, I just, I felt something was different. And I can't explain it, but it just, like the noises he made, like he made a lot more grunts and stuff. Something was different. And so when he died, I wasn't all that surprised. I was still sad as heck, man. Everybody was rocked by that, but I was like, huh. Until two days later, yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) <laughs> his previous forehead injury also opens up again resulting in a nice flow of blood but Kane sits up and you know when he sits up and laughs all evilly it's over not for it's his opponent gross. but for him teeth. <laughs> so they fight every it time, out every time every, sorry I was going to say every time freaking unmasked Kane tries to do a sinister laugh he just looks like the biggest dumbass <laughs> hey, I'm Kane. They fight it out on the ladder. Then there's some nice continuity as Kane tries another choke slam off the ladder, and Benoit with a flurry of headbutts. Good lord! This time to block him. Benoit gets to the contract, but Edge hits him smack dab in the arm with a chair, and Benoit, oh master sell, he he sells it like he just got his arm cut off. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, so after the match, uh, you can even see him biting the ring apron in pure agony. I don't know if you guys caught that or not. Oh, no, I didn't. Dang. No, that's good stuff, though. Edge scales the ladder, retrieves the briefcase, and wins the match, becoming the first ever Mr. Money in the Bank in 15 minutes, yeah. 22 seconds. Heck yeah. Edge, Edge, Edge saved this match from the same fate as the WrestleMania 20 main event. Oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's what I thought as soon as as soon as I saw it. I was like, no, Benoit's not going to win this. No. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I cannot imagine. Who was the first Mr. Money in the Bank? We'll never know. <laughs> Kyle, what'd you think about this match? I thought it was great. Uh, man, just like start to finish. This match just didn't let up. Uh, as far as the ladder match goes, like we got like creative spots with them. We got cool moves off them. And everybody's going back and forth, beating the hell out of each other, and was proud in a very, very good way. Like everyone looked good in this match, even big stupid Kane. And uh, like, man, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the it's a match. Like after watching it, I'm just thinking, like, I kind of want to go back and watch. It. <laughs> you know, super freaking good. Uh, big old thumbs up from me. I uh, well, if there's an opposite of a brother sucks, is that a brother loves? Then I give it that. I really like this match too. Um, you know, I, I usually don't like these sorts of matches, but uh, you can tell that this being one of the first ones that they did a lot of a lot of unique stuff with with the uh, the ladder, and it was neat. I liked it a lot. Um, thumbs up for me. And this is kind of creating the whole ultimate opportunist thing that Edge is going to be as we move on. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, of course it's thumbs up. Uh, I think Shelton Benjamin was a standout performer from this match. I loved mm-hmm. everything he did. And while the fans wanted Benoit to win there at the end, Edge yeah. was the perfect choice. And we've seen a run with Benoit. What more does he have to offer at this point? Ed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose Shelton isn't quite there yet. But a crazed Edge, who's been jaded by his lack of opportunity, finally has his golden ticket. It's intriguing. The match itself was phenomenal, and of course, uh, it's still around. It's a big part of WWE today, and I wish it were still a WrestleMania exclusive. Me too. Like, having the match at WrestleMania has always made it feel more special. That, and one thing, I'll comment on this uh, while I was watching it, because like I, I feel like um, ladder matches get a lot of criticism these days, and not, you know, for good reason. I feel like one of the big things that separates this from more modern ones is you could tell these ladders are only like like eight eight or so feet, maybe, maybe ten, I don't know. Instead of like the big mega ladders that are like three people tall and it looks like if you you're gonna break your neck. I don't know. Just the observation. Yeah, like there all the ladders in this in this match can be used to win the match, whereas like it's clear that there are ladders in um modern money in the bank matches that are just there for spots. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't need 30 different sizes. I'd like them all to be the same size, not too tall. Like, I don't want people to die. It's fun having high risk, but when it's so high, it just makes me genuinely scared. Eh. (laughs) Yeah, I'd like to see some money in the bank reform, such as what you just listed. Uh, Less going through the ladder stuff, because that just, that's not possible. You know? Yeah. We can dent the ladder up, but going through it like a table, come on. Like the stuff, like like for instance, like the stuff Shelton Benjamin did was incredible. It was awesome. It was just him getting like with corner on it, and especially like the big cool like running up the ladder. Like 
you can do cool stuff with the ladder that doesn't involve trying to kill yourself by taking big bumps on the ladders, you know? Oh, yeah. But there's two big things I want to see. One, of course, it going back to WrestleMania. But to sort of kind of reset it, I want to see, I want the audience to know that their timeline to next year's WrestleMania has started. Uh, a criticism that a lot of people have about modern day Money in the Bank matches is that, first of all, there's too many of them. You know, it's it's it becomes a problem. I want to see someone go the year and not cash in. And I know they haven't even said that on TV in a long time. Like, oh, they got that year. They got to WrestleMania or whatever. But I want to see someone have their contract expire because I think that would be yeah, a, sure. I think that would be a low key like intriguing way to kind of just go without it for a year, you know, and then they make, never make got an opportunity because someone like Brock Lesnar or or Roman Reigns was a champion and they like they knew they couldn't win. But I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, uh, you could you could just definitely I, I feel like, yeah, just having it WrestleMania, having it some to next year you know i feel like there's more interesting stuff you could do from like a perspective and just like i want it at a pay-per-view in september you know <laughs> right. uh, here's a little reform i want i want the 24 7 rule basically removed oh yeah no the 24 7 this yeah where they're like the match is at any time anywhere any place so it's like but you know only obviously when you know the guys beat up in the ring why not just like Oh, sneak into his hotel room with a referee. Right. This, this is my title match. I Go think that's very a, quietly. I think that's a totally valid criticism. I unfortunately do like that that uh, unknown aspect to it, but I I also would not mind it if they went away with it. Like you know, use it as an opportunity to call your spot. You earn this championship match, but you know, set a date and time. So I I, I can't like, get down can with do that. Basically. Yeah, you can do basically the same thing like they used to do, where it was like, oh, you, they came out and they challenged him the raw after a brutal match on, on a, a pay per view. So if you like come out and and say like, yeah, you know, I'm challenging you tonight for a match, like I, I'm even okay with that, as opposed to just straight up like, it's yeah. right now, it's right now, because I'm like, then they they prostituted that so badly that it's like you have people who run out like I'm cashing in, I'm cashing in. Well, then they get knocked in the face and then they don't cash in. Well, they said they were going to cash in, but the referee never rang the bell. So the match never started. Um, well, I, I, I also think that kind of comes back around to the point of just not being at WrestleMania takes away the specialness of it. Because like, even if like the rules still there, it felt like because it's a WrestleMania thing, like they have to follow up on it in a good way. But now this is the pay per view. It's like, oh, they, they fought, and now he has the cash it. <laughs> what an idiot! He lost, stupid. Anyways, that's the year gone. <laughs> but yeah, that that's our uh, WrestleMania reform. WrestleMania Money in the Bank reform. So listen up, Vince. Even though you don't have any power anymore. We cut to Eugene. <laughs> be funny if you just said that <laughs> the music starts dun, dun, what the yeah he gives like a freaking like stone cold 98 type reaction <laughs> Eugene starts yapping about uh, is, I don't know if this is PC uh, midgets Performance center. 
is that a is that an offensive term, midgets? Uh, I mean, you're not using it terribly. Not, I, I'm quoting uh, Eugene. You know. If you're quoting him, I would not I use. I would not use this word myself. Um, uh, you're referring you're to four folks with dwarfism. Tom Sawyer. Uh, yeah, Eugene starts yapping about midgets and King Kong Bundy when Muhammad Hassan interrupts Eugene, and he's livid. <laughs> It's kind of funny. You're like, oh, is it PC to say midgets? And then we immediately move on to. <laughs> I know this is not good. Nothing good about this. Yeah, this the whole segment. Honestly, now you mention it, every single bit of this segment is <laughs> fucked. I'm a... Oh, almost said something. <laughs> I, almost, I heard that. I heard that almost slip. What did you almost say, Levi? <laughs> you almost said a bad word that you only say when you're playing Xbox with a bunch of 18-year-olds. I used to say playing yeah. PlayStation 2. Ooh. <laughs> oh, we actually had a network where you could play people online. I'm a rock! But, um... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of messed up when you think about it. We got Eugene, a man... Buddy uh, with... Middle disabilities talking yeah, about it. shows a, up a day late in the chromosome short. Oh my god. A gosh. dude beating up midgets onto uh, an Italian man playing a terrible Middle Eastern <laughs> stereotype. Right on to the man himself. The uh. Old uh. Old Slurmeister. Old, a Slurmeister. <laughs> Jeez, this is a mess. This is a Mr. McMahon fever dream. This is what this is. I know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's all hitting me now. I didn't really think about it while I was watching. Mostly wow. the troll my <laughs> We can make a clickbait YouTube video saying, the most offensive segment in WWE ever. I have a big circle point around Eugene with like three <laughs> red arrows. Is Do you remember when Eugene came to the ring and it was WrestleMania 21 <laughs> in, at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. He came thing. to the ring after they played his music. And then Muhammad Hassan came to the ring. There you go. This is, now you're watching just regular YouTube. Wow. Thumbs up. Uh, Danger Dolan. Jake God, is the like... host of my show with Alex and Jake. <laughs> Listen to it now. Anywhere is podcasts that are still, available. That Smash stuff? that bell. Remind me of that Chills guy, number 15. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was, was, who was going for there. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so, so not, not because of this. Oh. Oh, I love you, baby. I, you, know, you know I love you. I'm not being ugly. The only person I'm ugly to is, is Andy. <laughs> Andy, if you're listening... <laughs> Andy's nuts. <laughs> I got him. I've got him. <laughs> let's let's continue on here. Uh, Muhammad Hassan, he comes out, he interrupts Eugene and Jr. on the call. I thought this was a head scratcher of a line. He says, "Killing the proverbial buzz." Proverbial? What? Proverbial? <laughs> we just say he's maybe J- he was. Maybe maybe he was buzzed. Maybe that's what he means. I feel like at this point in, in JR's career, he's just like, eh, Austin's not coming back. I'll just throw out a freaking saying. I don't care. <laughs> oh, where's my candy dish? Oh, my gosh. I, I just thought that was hilarious. Like, Jeff Jarrett, if you listen to his podcast, he's really bad about calling everything proverbial. Like, it's mm-hmm. like to a comedic fault. 
But Jim Ross <laughs> saying it here, the proverbial. Show me the proverb that uses buzz, please. Anyway, uh, so Muhammad Astan start, he starts beating on Eugene when Hulk Hogan comes down to save the day, a.k.a. the Slurmeister. Oh, God. He's met with the best part is too like he's like oh yeah you, you can't ha- you can't talk about WrestleMania three without me coming out dude. Hmm? Yes, we can go away. <laughs> I was talking about King Kong Bundy in, in uh, WrestleMania three, and then he's like, "Well, that was uh when I body slammed Andre, dude." I like that meme. It's like <laughs> it takes Hogan out of the picture. It says, "Remember when Andre the Giant tripped at WrestleMania?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, but he has a ginormous pop here Hogan does he vanquishes the heels um, I will say uh, in addition one thing I found funny about this segment mm-hmm. um, and as you know there are many things you can find funny about this segment <laughs> uh, is that when Muhammad starts uh, beating on Eugene uh, I like how Davari came in kicking him too Like I love it when the manager gets mm-hmm. involved in the beatdown <laughs> Um, oh it's yeah. it's cheap heat it's such good i love it it's really? classic stuff i mean like the whole thing is awful but i mean davari he, he's good at what he does <laughs> oh yeah i love davari uh so hogan vanquishes the heels and for like five minutes straight hot dogs and grandstands oh which is i an, know which is an appropriate term because his pigmentation is like that of a hot <laughs> dog <laughs> yeah it's like what they say in always sunny oh my gosh it went on for his music loops he is out there that long, taunting. It was it was driving me nuts. I was like, "Is this going somewhere?" And then after like two and a half minutes, I'm like, "Okay, okay fast forward, fast forward. Nope, 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 nothing." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake, what do you what do you think of this segment as a whole? Um, I think it is a whole. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's there's not a lot to say here. Uh, they had to get Hulk Hogan out there for some reason. Um. Yeah, this this uh, this grade incomplete. This is just not. This didn't belong at WrestleMania. We'll just say that. What? No, no. You don't think yeah, so? I, I, I mean, it was all for the Hogan pop, and people went nuts. They went nanners for this guy. You don't think this was the right place for it? I, you know, you could, you could have accomplished practically the same thing if you had just like. I don't know. Had had Muhammad Hassan come out there and start running his mouth. Mm-hmm. So just take uh, Eugene out of the equation. Completely, yeah. yeah there's <laughs> no reason for him to be there. I think I think it's just like to get extra sympathy, but I mean, people are already booing the hell out of. Well, they didn't want to sacrifice anyone else to to Hogan, to Hogan, dude. Brother, brother, brother. But yeah, I also think, uh, man, this was a stinky, stinky little segment. And uh, like maybe, but maybe like watching it back to, uh, back when we all still believed in Hulkamania, uh, <laughs> maybe it would have been better. But like here in 2023, like, God, no, <laughs> get out of here. This sucks. And then, God, I, sucks. I just couldn't stand the grandstanding. That just, like that started to make me like angry at one point. It's like, come on, we get it. You got cheered. Go away. You're gonna come back later anyways, you old bastard. <laughs> oh jeez. Getting that nuclear heat on Hulk Hogan. Dude, I, I tell you, nothing'll make you hate Hulk Hogan more than actually going back and watching <laughs> And watching what? Just watching him. 
Oh, I know, man. He's he's the worst. So why don't we take some some salt and throw it on the ring to purify the ring against the evil spirits, and we'll be <laughs> right back. Rockstar Games presents Midnight Club 3, Dub Edition. Club 3 Dub Edition coming April 12th to Xbox and PlayStation 2 rated E10 for ages 10 and up. On April 1st, in a city ruled by corruption, my employer will seize this neighborhood. <laughs> Heroes will rise. It's time to prove to your friends that you're worth it now. Everywhere Friday. Now that's what I call music. Volume 18 is here. 20 hot hits from some of your favorite superstar artists, including Destiny's Child, U2, and Frankie J. Now 18 features 20 chart-topping hits, and when you call, you'll receive a collectible Now wristband free with paid order. Now that's what I call music can get you moving with hits from Gwen Stefani, Sky Sweetnam, and Lindsay Lohan. To order now, that's what I call music. Volume 18, call the number on your screen. 1898 plus 495, shipping and handling. Must be 18 or older to call.
will become a myth, courtesy of the legend killer. Dragons who try and lay siege to my kingdom. And one by one, they all suffer the same fate. Randy Orton, when you slapped me across the face and jumped out of the ring like a coward, you sealed your own destiny. What you've done is awaken the beast. I refuse to be afraid. I have a message for everybody that thinks that I'm going to be a victim of the Undertakers. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Take her! You can't beat Randy Orton. Legend. Killer. I care about my son. I love him dearly. And by golly, I think he's gone way overboard in this thing. Randy, I think, is the future of this business. But not if you take him out at WrestleMania 21. Please. Have mercy on my son. I'm begging you, man. I'm begging you. Hey! Hey! RKO! Oh my God! It's Randy Orton! Randy Orton and RKO to The Undertaker! Come WrestleMania, your streak and your legend will be just like you. Dead! Orton lost a lot of steam turning babyface and losing his title to Triple H. So he's definitely made up some ground in recent weeks, challenging Undertaker to an interpromotional match at WrestleMania, killing the legend of Jake the Snake Roberts, and RKOing his girlfriend, Stacey Keebler. <laughs> Not Stay Keeb. Oh, you find that funny, Jake? Yeah. You are sick, okay? Sick. I love I love this Stacy Keebler is just the punching bag of the WWE. I know, man. Honestly though. <laughs> that poor girl. That poor girl with the gorgeous, gorgeous yams. The crime of being hot. Mm-hmm. And sweet. So Randy is once again a bad guy and has incited the fury of the dragon. Imagine asking Undertaker, hey, hey, uh, Mark, as his real name, do you like the band Imagine Dragons? Oh, man, if it has a dragon, I love it. I love Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons, these nuts across the face. Oh, oh, come on, brother. That's not funny, brother. I'm in for, we're, we're going to have a match at WrestleMania now. <laughs> Rolls his eyes <laughs> in the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> You'll say, oh, my God, I'm a believer when I body slam you. Why did my brain go to Smash Mouth? Now I'm a believer. That's exactly where my brain went to. <laughs> Amazing. You're just like, imagine like a uh, freaking Undertaker. It's 2005. He's got his iPod. 
popped in his uh, his little earbuds. He's like taping up his wrists or something like that. And you know, somebody looks over to see what he's listening to, and it's a uh, Smash Mouth uh, believer. And I saw her face. Yeah, and according to Jake, uh, Goldberg's iPod has "I'm a little teapot." <laughs> oh yeah, uh, just because I'm That's a little douchebag. That's the. T- <laughs> Sounds like one of those like new TikTok songs, like the A B C D F U. You know, like they take a nursery rhyme and make it like a breakup song. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really glad I have no I'm idea a you're little douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little. Du- <laughs> no, it's Undertaker saying. <laughs> He's a new no, TikTok I'm star. I'm not gonna do it. I'm a little Bill Goldberg. Back. Just imagine Bill Goldberg with like the the Walkman headphones, like the yellow ones on his ears, and like over his big bald ugly head. Oh my god! <laughs> with the with the mirrored sunglasses on, sitting there listening. To, I'm a little douchebag, short and fat. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Goldberg's like chiseled out of stone, dude. He's he's not fat. All right, I'm a little douchebag with the tip. Here is my ball. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're, we're, we're good. Uh, here is my ball sack. Look at my nips. That's, that's, what <laughs> Dude, that's why Triple H couldn't have him around because, you know, the nipples were too long. I think that's exactly why. In the words of Betty, enough. What do you get when you cross an owl with a bungee cord? My ass. Uh, I will say, (laughs) yeah, he he has incited the fury of of The Undertaker. I thought this was a cool visual. Uh, During the contract signing, Randy Orton slaps The Undertaker. And it is as if Randy has desecrated a haunted grave. Undertaker, you know, he turns around, rolls his eyes in the back of his head, and the lights start flickering, and there's like lightning sounds, and he throws fire at Randy. I thought that was really cool, and I feel like you guys won't think that's cool, but I thought it was cool. Sounds a little it. It sounds a little corny, but you know what? It's fun. I don't care. Yeah, of course, I love the uh, the supernatural in my wrestling, and I guess we can take a moment and say R.I.P. Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. Uh, very sad. Is this, is this the first recording we've done since he, uh, he passed away? Yes, it is. Oh, goodness. Oh, I had no idea. It's been a minute. Um, so, yeah, definitely definitely would be remiss if I did not say that. Um, but anywho, uh, so Taker starts blasting on fools like Rene Dupree because his uh, inner, inner dragon has been awakened. I don't know if you guys picked up. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Are, were, were you eating in the match now? No. Rene oh, Dupree's okay. not this you... match. No, doofy. Sorry. I thought you just started mentioning Blast. I thought you were just getting stuff to say before the match. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so, okay, okay. Sorry, Jeffrey. So Randy gets the last laugh on the go-home uh, SmackDown as WWE Hall of Famer Cowboy Bob Orton. He distracts The <gasps> Undertaker on bended knee, and this allows the uh, the Randy. <laughs> this allows Randy to hit an RKO on the dead man. Can Randy end the undefeated streak of the Undertaker? No. It's also hilarious that that Cowboy Bob is still rocking the the uh, the cast. That thing's got to stink. 
Yeah, I mean, at this point, Thank you. Okay. at this point, it's like 30, 30, 40 years old, right? <laughs> and you'd think like he'd go get a go to a doctor that could like deal with it. He's just like that paranoid about breaking it again. So he's like, I'm just gonna. Doesn't he yeah, have like? Um, doesn't he have like tetanus or something? Like something wrong with his blood? The- I hate that I laughed so hard at that, but that was pretty dang funny. (laughs) I guess. Let's get started here. Over a wait, 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 wait. I got something to say about something to say about Undertaker's entrance. Just two things. Go ahead. It's just two things. One, uh, okay. I I thought it was funny. They did the effect of supposed to be like Undertaker, like spooky gliding from the ramp to the ring. And all I can think of it's just like under the smoke, he's just like on like a little skateboard. <laughs> and you can see the guy pulling the rope too. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's, it's so it's oh my it's, it's neat, but like at the same time, like you pay a little too much attention, you're like, okay, Undertaker. And then the well, two if if they hadn't called attention to it, if they were like, he's floating on his way to the, to the ring. Like, it, you Folks, I don't know what to tell you. This is real. <laughs> yeah, but you, like, you see the guy standing there pulling this rope and his undertaker comes towards him. It's just like, okay, okay guys. And then the, the other thing I was going to mention is when Undertaker does like the big entrance where he starts with the chanting, where it's like, hold me, hold here. It always reminds me of that damn Enigma song. That's what I'm talking about. The Pepsi Blue no. commercial? Pepsi Blue oh. commercial? No. <laughs> oh, is that from the Pepsi Blue commercial? It, there's yeah, it's that definitely got some Gregorian scene. chanting. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I hear it, it just makes me think. It sounds like a fly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's what, cutting what out. Happening? Hold it further from the mic. Aw. Here. Filling at the mic. Yeah, now I can't hear any of this. Well, just look up Enigma Sadness <laughs> Part 1. You know what the song I'm talking about. It went... <laughs> Yo, I'll, I'll get a YouTube link for you. Honky. What'd you call me? Anyway. Um, I'm a fire-breathing I will dragon. say. I will say on that note... Um, I found it funny because usually we don't see a close-up of the faces of the uh, druids, and mm-hmm. it's kind of it kind of takes me out when you see like neckbeards not singing. So because it, it makes you say, "Well, where's the singing coming from?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was you. <laughs> it was me. Was that the lion sleeps? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Halo. <laughs> it sounded like the Gregorian version of E. <laughs> okay, we have to talk about this match. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Unfortunately. Just kidding. To begin here, Orton tries avoiding Undertaker, then fights over a lockup with him, and then gets headlocked. Crisscross and Orton gets the drop kick for two on the pin. And then first one of the night, we get a Spagingo! Oh, first one of the night. And you know what that gets? Yeah, baby. So, Randy, he crisscrosses again, but Taker opts for a punch to get out of that. 
Orton does a good job selling the effects as he bails to the corner, but then ducks a charge and gets a roll-up for two. RKO is blocked early, however, as Taker dumps Orton and then chases him out there. We head to the apron for a guillotine leg drop and back in for the old scoop. <laughs> Into the corner. Hey, I'm, I'm in my. I, I was gonna say I'm in my own like my own space, my own apartment. Uh, I'm not like uh, in a place with other people around, so I can do this. You do what? Kyle. Oh, did it just completely you, clip out? Yeah, when you get too loud, it'll clip you out. And when I say well, too loud, that. what they think. Okay, Levi, Levi uh, here, I want to go, oh, and uh, turn that up to like 100. That's what I just did. Okay. Wow. Levi, do more editing, douchebag. No! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little douchebag. Wait. Oh, fuck up! <laughs> Bill Goldberg! Oh God, he's returned! He's returned the douchebag! He smells like Summer's Eve! It must be the douchebag! Go, (laughs) Goldberg! Oh, I can't breathe. Okay. Into the corner, Butt Taker misses a charge and gets a drop kicked off. (laughs) Butt Taker. Oh man, uh, Taker misses a charge and gets drop kicked off the apron, taking a nice bump into the railing. As a result, I just imagine like what would happen? What would, what would you do if just like Mordecai just jumped the barrier and started to like shoot, just beating the shit out of Undertaker? Lame. <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know. After that mini run, lame. Nah, this is this is the new Mordecai. He's he's intense and in your face. <laughs> It's even more Dekai. Not if it was more Dekai from the <laughs> regular show, I mean. Maybe. Everybody be confused. Like, who the hell is this? I don't even... <laughs> 2005. We seem to be in some sort of Roger Rabbit, Timeline King, Cartoon King. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Um, uh, back in, Orton hammers away on him and gets a clothesline for two. Taker comes back with a DDT for two. A side slam follows that. He pounds him in the corner with a clothesline as things slow down a lot. And Undertaker hits a snake eyes. He runs off the ropes for the big boot, but Orton does a pounce, as Monty Brown would say. Out of the corner with an elbow for two. He pummels him, but Taker sits up, so he tries more punching. Undertaker comes back with a clothesline, pit uh, two on the pin. He goes to a dragon sleeper, go figure, after an awkward moment where they seemed unsure of where to go, but Orton fights free and counters with a DDT for two. He goes to the chin lock, forcing Taker to fight out of it, but Orton grabs a sleeper. So Undertaker fights out of that quickly with a suplex. Orton comes back with a power slam for two. Orton tries punches in the corner, but Taker counters with a power bomb, which Orton escapes. We get a ref bump as a result, and they seem to mess up the last ride spot. But Cowboy Bob Orton runs in and nails Undertaker with that cast, that dastardly cast. But Orton only gets two on the pin. Taker sits up again and comes back, booting Bob off the apron and choke slamming Randy. But Randy reverses into an RKO in what is the nearest of near falls. Everyone thought it was over there. That was some coolness. 
But to no avail, uh, Orton does the throat slash and decides to try a tombstone on Undertaker. But that backfires as Undertaker reverses into a tombstone, getting the pin and the win in 14 minutes, 11 seconds. Undertaker is 14 and 0. Ooh. <gasps> Jake, let's start with you. What do you think about the match? It was it was good enough, you know. I mean, it's it's what you expect uh, out of an Undertaker match, and you know, it, it did Randy a good uh, a favor too, because you know he he got to look like a dastardly bastard through the the course of this whole thing. So, you know, it's it's one of those situations where somebody can get over despite a loss, and you know, Undertaker keeps it going. I'm gonna give this one another another thumbs up. I'm very very uh, positive this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I reflect the sentiment. Thumbs up. Uh, it started like it started a little slow, but I mean that's kind of just Undertaker matches. I feel like an Undertaker's matches, you know, Undertaker very much is like a ring general type. He always takes charge. He always does his thing. But one interesting thing about him, I feel, he, while he takes charge, he expects you to put in some of the work. You know, you got to give him something. Otherwise, it's just gonna stink. And. uh I feel like Randy did that enough. I like the, you know, like the RKO reversal, powerbomb-y, tin-punch thing, and the RKO choke slam reversal. It really popped me. I, I thought it was fun. Good. And, yeah, I give it a thumbs up. So, good show. I share that exact same sentiment. Yeah, started slow, but uh, great match, and Undertaker moved very, very well. Uh, they both came to play, as the Miz would say. <laughs> or as Mike Mizanin would say, I'm here to go in this Dixie dogfight, and uh, Daniel Pooter can kiss my butt. Daniel Pooter can kiss my shooter. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm talking about my my gun. Oh my gosh, my it's a threat. my paintball gun because it's non-lethal. We're gonna have fun, and I'm gonna beat him. <laughs> Up next, it's Christy Hemi versus Tristratus for the championship. You can get in the ring with me and actually think you, you, 
can beat me. Someone's been training me to wrestle. Someone you know very well. It's Lita. I don't believe it. Hey. Oh. Oh. Chris with a twist of fate on Chris. Delivered like a pro. How good will Christy Hemi be by WrestleMania 21? And could Trish Stratus end up losing her women's title to Christy? With Lita injured, Trish needs an opponent. Trish needs an opponent for WrestleMania. So she picks the non-wrestler and taunts her for being in Playboy. Sign me up. For Playboy? Yeah. I want to spread. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Spread what, Levi? My my cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) um uh but it's as simple as that um i will say in in the little hype package they played uh trish spray paints the word slut on the back of christy hemi and i was like good penmanship that was very legible (laughs) it's very you could read it yes yes honestly i was thinking the same thing like i think the majority (laughs) of everyone who uses spray paint you can never really read it that was perfect slut good job good job trish good job trish Great job, Trish. And that's why Trish's spray paint gets the Pepsi Blue Splash oh. of the Night. <laughs> oh. It gets the, okay. it, it gets the uh it gets the Pepsi Twist honorable mention. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> it's the DNL upside down flip. <laughs> it gets the Dr. Pepper Fusion thought of the day. It's the Mountain Dew Livewire This all Match right, Happened right, Award. Right. <laughs> it gets the Mountain Dew Frostbite. Maybe consider that moment of the day. <laughs> this is how this is how exciting this match is. Yeah, might as well get it out of the way. They do some stuff. It's not very good. No one cares. And Trish is wearing weird, like hip hugger tights with weird built-in suspenders it just looks weird i didn't like it could this be foreshadowing big daddy v (gasps) big daddy v teams up with uh big mama t for the ultimate intergender tag i'm almost certain that viscera is on the backlash pay-per-view but we'll find out at the end of the show (gasps) oh because he becomes the world's largest love machine soon so I'm, i'm pretty excited uh, anywho, uh, so Trish offers her the win, like she just lays down on the mat. This was like Bash at the Beach 2000. Ooh. But she then takes her down, Christy that is, and dumps her to the outside. Uh, we're outside and Christy meets the stairs very gingerly. Get it? <laughs> she was redhead. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh. next. <laughs> and then back in Trish whips her into the corner and throws some chops Christy blocks the chick kick and as Lita distracts the ref Christy nails Trish in the lady balls ooh, ooh. honestly like, I know it still hurts but is that as effective ladies of the listen to the show you've been hoofed in the uh, <laughs> the old lady bits there like the let us moose know knuckle. what's up no, 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 wait, no, that's no, that's, that's dudes. What that's a moose completely knuckle? different. Yeah, yeah moose knuckle is balls. like talking balls. Yeah, you're oh. thinking of the camel toe. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Oh, 
Okay, never. I, I think <laughs> I, I, I think I think and I think I've heard uh, some women uh, of the three I've talked to in my life mention that yeah, it hurts, but it probably hurts more if you get hit in the titty. Oh, that Ooh. makes that makes sense. But I mean, think about getting kicked anywhere; it's gonna hurt. So. Oh yeah, of course. She wasn't wrong in selling it, but I will mm-hmm. say, as a as as a kid, as a fifth grader watching this, I was like, "Does Trish try to have balls?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's very confusing, but Earth's I mean, gender champion. Yeah, like all those shows that like when women get kicked in the crotch and they don't react. It's like, come on. <laughs> when, by all those shows, or do you mean the episode of King of the Hill where Bob? That was the Bob- first thing I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the first thing everybody thinks of. <laughs> or, or also Mr. Deeds when um she gets kicked in the in between the legs. She's like, I ain't got balls, honey. It's like, yeah, well, you still got kicked in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hollow. Uh, wait, did you say Mr. Deeds? <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us what it would be like oh, if God. Mr. Deeds <laughs> played by... <laughs> How about it would be? I'm Mr. Deeds. <laughs> I got a black foot. I'm a I write a Hallmark card. That's the only things I remember from Mr. Deeds. Let me touch your feet. And uh, I got a, I got a Hawaiian punch in my little water fountain. You, <laughs> I, I literally have not seen Mr. Deed since it first came out. I don't know if that's like a sin or not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's definitely not a sin. Okay, but it would be if it was Ooh. little Nicky. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Popeye's chicken is a shit. <laughs> it released the evil. <laughs> That's what Kane said during his pyro when he set the ladders on fire. Oh, I forgot. That was cool. That was I forgot all about that. That was. Oh, cool. Do we not mention that? No, we didn't. That was honestly like freaking thing. right now. Part of Kane in the match. Yeah, Kane is in his big dork arc, but that was actually a really cool moment. It would have been like 10, 20 times cooler if it was Mass Kane doing it and he never talked or said anything. But you know, I'll give it credit. Let's let's uh, finish this match, shall we? Uh, Lady Ball. Yeah, just just uh, say it's over. More than this, than this match is long. I mean, honestly, yeah, I don't need to beat by beat. It's, I mean, Christy don't got throws up. her dukes up. Like she looks like a fish out of water. It is embarrassing. Uh, mm-hmm. Trish very loudly calls spots. Like <laughs> it's it's bad. It's four minutes long. It, it's it's bad. It's a thumbs down. I'm not gonna give it a brother. Oh, sucks, for sure. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, down no, well. they tried. I don't think it's they fair. They tried for Mania, hard, but yeah. But Christie's not no, a wrestler, yeah. man, and you can't put yeah. her out there on Mania and expect greatness. It's just we're at that weird intersection between like pure divas era and previous, just like they could wrestle, but they're still hot era. Just seeing Trish and Lita near each other, I'm just like, man, I was dead. Then you start to realize Lita can't wrestle either, and things get really. She weird. can. She, yeah, she can wrestle way better than Chrissy Hemming. <laughs> <Well, laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of like being the nicest guy in prison. I mean, Lita well, and Trish. Then, <laughs> well, then, Lita, uh, Lita and Trish are the best wrestlers, and Lita can't wrestle. Like, there's, there's. I was thinking like maybe interpromotional, but look who's on SmackDown: Tori Wilson and Dawn Marie, and then a bunch of new divas because of the Diva Search Initiative. Like it's I said nude divas. There's yeah. models. Models are the divas. There there are no wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Gail Kim is gone. Molly Holly's gone. Jazz is gone. Ivory's gone, probably. Like, there's nobody. 
Is it permanent? Next match is Kurt Angle taking on Sean. Sean who? Sean Michaels. <laughs> Sean Michaels. Sean. Previously, Sean eliminated Kurt in the Royal Rumble, thus starting this feud. Kurt has become a deranged psychopath, viciously beating Sean himself, Josh Matthews, 
And even Sherry Martell. Josh Matthews had it coming. Probably. But he did get Freaking beat cool. up by Heidenreich. So. Mm-hmm. He also aims to accomplish Sean's achievements, such as wrestle on a ladder match, which was against a local job guy. Kurt wins the match quickly and touts, I didn't even have to use the ladder as a weapon. <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> <clears throat> he even takes on Marty Jannetty of Rocker fame in a 20-minute, wait, this is actually good match on SmackDown. Wow. It's like the last good thing Marty Jannetty did before he got before he got weird on the internet. Probably. For the record, yeah. I have not seen the Dark Side of the Ring episode, but I want to, so I don't know of all the egregious stuff he's done. Mainly all I know is he said something incestual about his sister uh, and that he mumbled. Oh, no, no, no. It was like his niece or something, wasn't it? Or oh, gosh. Something, well, something bad. Something crap. That, we he, can go all day talking about weird shit Marty Jannetty said. That and that he... legs was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> And that he mumbles his way through the Shawn Michaels DVD in 2007. But I digress. (laughs) Uh, What I love about Kurt in this role, and part of what made him the best in the world, was he did these atrocities with zero remorse. And with zero hesitation. (laughs) Like, it is awesome. He is the heeliest heel on the whole roster. Like, he didn't second-guess himself at all. He was more than happy to snap Sherry's ankle for getting emotional at a Shawn Michaels video. Like, Uh. he had no problem being a Stone Cold killer. So, uh, you know, after all that, Shawn accepts the challenge, or makes the challenge, Kurt accepts, blah, blah, blah. What do you guys think of Kurt in this role? I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. I love love Kurt when he's, like, an absolute bastard, because he just does it so, so damn well. (laughs) I could watch it all day. This is like this is probably the best Kurt Angle, right? Like, <clears throat> let me try that again. <laughs> what was <clears throat> that? I fucking I choked. This oh, wait, is probably that, the best. <laughs> that was I thought that was Kyle. No, that was me. <laughs> I choked. Sorry, bro. I heard the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was talking. Everything was cool. My life was fine, and then all of a sudden, I can't breathe. Oh my gosh! Sorry, <laughs> that's terrible. Here you are making fun of me. I know Levi's the worst. Levi, wow, wow. Okay, that's how it's gonna be. Here I am, sweet Dude, innocent. Uh, Levi. We're leaving the show. We're gonna start the PG era podcast. No. <laughs> I, I, comple- I completely forgot my point. Anyhow, so just cut all this garbage. <laughs> I'm not cutting a I single you, second. Like you, you were saying something about like this being the best Kurt and. uh yeah, I can agree. Like, uh, and the funny thing about Kurt is saying like this is the best Kurt is like this is like a ten, and all his other Kurts are a ten. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, damn it, Kurt Angle just ruled. <laughs> he really did. And I, before we get into the meat and potatoes here, I would be remiss if I, if I did not bring up sexy Kurt. Oh, you- I'm just a sexy Kurt. I'll make your ankle hurt. What do you guys uh, think of Sexy Kurt? It's good. I love it. Mm-hmm. I just sang it. It's funny, funny, goofy little bastard, Kurt. I'll I admit, love it. I'll admit, that was one of the things I was most looking forward to when I began the podcast. But as time has gone on, and I have listened to other podcasts, like, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to say this without sounding weird, but like, 
I've heard like startup ruthless pods. Like I'm like, hey, they stole our idea or whatever. Even though this is I stole this idea, whatever. They'd be like, oh, I want to talk about sexy Kurt. He's doing a little dance. He is, and I'm just like, enough of the sexy Kurt, man. It wasn't that funny. And then that's all like Kurt Angle can remember <laughs> from his career. And it's just like, okay, this is less funny to me. But I watched it last night, and it was hilarious. So mm-hmm. I stand corrected. Levi's over here being a wrestle, the wrestling hipster. I'm not trying to be. I'm just. I just get annoyed when people don't have an original idea. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I guess that like, does. Oh make yeah, him coming out. Him coming out of the milk truck was pretty lame. Honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't say that because that reminds me of the meme where someone made it the cum truck. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Oh my god. It's everywhere and it stunk. <laughs> oh my god. god. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my god! It's a big cum truck coming out with a big cum truck is just genius. And he came out, and he came. Oh my god! Cum! And it's in your hair. It's in your ears. It got everywhere. And it stunk. My god! Cum! Love you, Kurt. Oh, my God. Sean takes Kurt down with a headlock to start and hangs on with all he's got. Angle finally goes to the ropes to break, but Sean grabs the headlock again, frustrating Angle. Finally, he elbows out of it, but Sean uses the frustration to get a hip toss and a short arm scissors. Oh, scissor. Sean, however, counters that with a sunset flip instead of taking the bump, and then follows with a backslide for two before going back to the headlock again. They slug it out in the corner until the ref forces the break, as Angle's frustration is evident again. Finally, he powers Sean down and gets the ankle lock, but Sean counters and takes him out to the outside with a clothesline. Sean preps the announce table, and they slug it out on the floor, but this backfires on Sean as he gets Angle slammed into the post in an insane spot. Mm-hmm. The replay showed it was plain as day uh, on his leg, but JR insisted after the fact. And he's like, oh, his back surgery, oh, his back, oh my God. That's one of my like my like my minor peeves in wrestling. It's like when we see it, and it looks devastating, and then you show another angle where tell it didn't do what exactly what you said it's like don't even show it I know. <laughs> why bother her i know and, and after that don't say face just be like oh yeah devastating <laughs> don't explain it's like oh he landed on his head let's get another angle oh i mean he clearly landed like on his shoulder but you, you know it's still it still hurts it's near his head so angle works the back over and they head back in where angle gets a suplex for two Angle goes to a body scissors, but Sean fights out and starts throwing down, but gets whipped into the corner and suplexed with that overhead belly to belly. Another suplex gets two. Angle goes to a rear chin lock. Sean fights out and gets into a slugfest, but Angle clotheslines him down again, a rather gnarly one-two. And they fight up to the top. Angle tries a superplex, but Sean slugs him back down again and tries dropping the elbow, and that doesn't work. Angle pulls down the straps and goes for the kill. 
Angle Slam is countered by Sean with an arm drag, however. And he dumps Angle with a huge... Spagingo! <gasps> Sean follows with a high crossbody to the floor. Angle recovers fast and tries his often teased German suplex off the apron, where it looks like he's dry humping his opponent. I think at a point, Sean kind of like looked back like, hey, come on. <laughs> <'Cause> he, <laughs> he always holds it on for so long and just shakes because he's trying to look, you know, look angry. But still, does Kurt ever do that move to anybody? Because I can't recall. I don't think so. Uh, but nothing beats the one that he did on the big show. <laughs> yeah, no, God, no. <laughs> Which I think we fail to appreciate in the No Way Out 04 episode, if I remember correctly. We yeah. feel to appreciate a lot of things about the big show. Honestly, we could appreciate more. Yeah. We Jake, will. say well, something nice about the big show. Um, He's earning a lot of money right now. Good. Yeah, now, say something nice about, now say something nice about the big show in the style of Adam Sandler. No! <laughs> I'm 35 years old. Chino. Captain Hino. Captain Hino. <laughs> 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 um, so Sean goes low to break Kurt Angle off of him, uh, but this draws booze from the crowd who are looking for the purest of athlete in this uh, spectacle here. Which I got to agree, man. They were having a pretty classic bout there and right in the berries. So he boots Angle to the table, and in an insane spot, Michael springboards and splashes on Angle on the table. But the table doesn't break. Ugh. It's funny how, like, when the tables don't give sometimes, they just look even more gnarly. Oh, well, it is. no doubt. Yeah, it's got to be. Mm-hmm. No give. It's It's got to be. And Jerry Lawler on the it's... call says, Yeah, with all the action tonight, they've reinforced these tables with steel. <laughs> That just cracked me up so much. <laughs> Do you realize how dumb that sounds, Jerry? Yes. <laughs> Probably. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does know how dumb that sounds. But bless him, he's trying, right? Back in and both guys are in rough shape, but they stand toe-to-toe and slug it out. Sean gets the flying forearm and kips up, making the comeback with a clothesline and going up for the flying elbow. He goes for the super kick to finish, but Angle counters the kick by catching the ankle and applying the ankle lock. Beautiful stuff right there. Lovely, lovely stuff. Sean is in peril here as Angle hangs on tight, but Sean makes the ropes. Now Angle is furious and tries on an Angle slam, but Sean reverses, so Angle impressively reverses to the ankle lock again. Sean counters. Get that out of anything. It was so fun to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. Sean counters with a cheese roll-up for two. How's that for a bad blood callback? Ooh, going back. But but Angle puts him down for the Angle slam for two. Angle then pulls up the strap so he can pull them down again, baby. (laughs) I love that. I love it. It's (laughs) one of my favorite wrestling spots. Uh, He goes up with the moonsault, but he misses. So Sean goes up again. It having... be- uh, can we can we give a little love for that moonsault? That thing. Oh looked no! I wish I, after it after it happened, I was like, "Damn it, that should have landed. That looked too good." <laughs> that thing was perfect. Has he ever hit a moonsault? Would be my next. No, question. it's his. It's his Ric Flair going up top. I think. I guess so. But also the apron <laughs> German suplex. Um. So Sean, he goes up. 
to the top again, and he didn't learn his lesson because Angle catches him with a pop-up angle slam. He goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. Michaels kicks out. Angle picks him up and slaps him around. So Sean, in another spot of the night type of spot, pushes him away and super kicks him out of nowhere. This this just drove the crowd nuts. Mm-hmm. Sean slowly crawls to cover. One, two, Angle kicks out. And some of the the fans did not like that because it looked like a three, like the ref stopped himself. But Kurt did get that shoulder up, apparently. Sean struggles up, but Angle is playing possum again and suckers him into an ankle lock. And this time, there's no escape. Sean tries to fight him off, but impossibly, Kurt does not let go. He's like kicking him, and Kurt just keeps the hold on. And that's some nightmare fuel right there, trying to trying to kick out of the ankle lock and can't kick. Mm-hmm. Sean stays in the hold forever, but now Kurt has grapevine the leg. That's it. Sean finally taps out at 26 minutes, 14 seconds. And I'll go first here, man. This is a thumbs up. This is a classic match. I have never seen this match before. I I even rented WrestleMania 21 back in the day, but I skipped it because uh, I thought the match was too long. But uh, <laughs> So man. you stayed around for the main event, though? <laughs> uh, I guess, man. I... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't remember, but I did not watch this match until today. Like I watched it today and I loved it. It's one of my favorite matches. It Kurt is probably my favorite wrestler ever. Like he he could do it all and then some. And no we will never see another wrestler like Kurt Angle again. Mm-hmm. And this kind of stuff just solidifies it. So huge thumbs up for me. Yeah, uh, agree 100%. Thumbs up for me. This is probably my my match of the night. It's easy to say that it was it was Eddie Eddie and Ray up until these two hit the hit the mat. Yeah, my probably my favorite spot of the match is when he got the the angle slam up against the 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 post on the outside. That looked so brutal and like it was an angle slam, but it really just looked like a guy trying to hurt another dude, and it was it was awesome when it, when he come down to wrestling. Like it was, it was what you want to see. Yeah, I, I got to give it a thumbs up too. And I, I had never seen this. Honestly, watching it, it was, it was a lot of fun because it's like my, my like my younger, earlier fan brain and my today brain kind of. Because when I was like, you know, first getting into wrestling, like I loved Shawn Michaels. Growing up, like, like I love Kurt Angle like way more, and. Especially like going back and watching all the stuff, like I appreciate Kurt so damn much. Where, like when when the match was starting and on just headlocks, I was just getting angry. Come on, Kurt, come back around. I I was just on I was on the edge for every single little thing Kurt did uh, up until the end. I was just legitimately my notes uh, during the last angle. I'm just like just snap the damn thing already. I'm just ready to see Kurt win. <laughs> And when he finally did, it was very, it was cathartic. And uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it, it was weird, though, because, like, in my brain, I'm just thinking, like, man, like, it's about is match of styles kind of Like, they work together really well. There's something about it. And I realized, no, it's just me. <laughs> it's, it's just two sides of my brain. But, uh, yeah, thumbs up. Good, good stuff. Really enjoyed it. Glad to see it. Kurt's the best. <laughs>
Up next, we have Piper's Pit. Ooh. And this can be summed up as follows. Roddy Piper comes out in his dress, of course. And uh, Yo, thank you. Huh? Yo, thank you. And uh he's like, Oh, who's the who's the Oh my god <laughs> Is that your Scottish? <laughs> no. Roddy It went a little Rick Flair though. I to say. Um but no, he's like, Who's the the meanest in the back? And they're like, Stone Cold, who's the beerest drinkerest of the in the back? Stone Cold. And he's the biggest rebel too, huh? Yeah. And he's like, BS. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. And so Stone Cold comes out and Roddy Piper slaps him in the face at, and saying welcome. And so Stone Cold returns the favor, slaps him back. And they're pretty much just saying, I'm more bad and <laughs> back and forth. Until Carlito comes out. Everybody loves Carlito. I do love how Roddy defeated the what chance, though. Yes, I was going to say that, too. Like he, he played to the what chance really, really well. Probably about as best as anybody other than Kurt Angle. Well, they started what in the crap out of him, as they do. And then he he started changing the meter of what he was saying. He would say, like, two words. Then he'd say 11 words. Then he'd say, like, four words. And then, like, they kept trying to what him, but they couldn't keep up because he was changing pace. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you got to keep up with me. <laughs> and then they they cheered and, and just and then they stopped wetting him, basically. But like. Yeah, he, he beat him. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like the back and forth of Austin, I thought was, you know, for what it was, it was good. It was good. Piper, Piper uh, uh, could hold up with the best of them, even though, you know, it's a little more old school than Austin. Or, Let's go. So, yeah, so Carlito comes out, and he uh, pretty much tells them to hit the bricks. And he's, you know, flailing his apple in the air, catching it. And Roddy Piper takes it, and he just chews it up. <laughs> he's chewing it up in his it's mouth. It's a whole damn apple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Carlito's and- like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bruh, you wrote the book on this, and you don't know what's coming. <laughs> oh, no, I... Dude, I, like you must really like apples. I hope you don't like try to spit it in my face. That would not be cool. <laughs> he spits the apple in his face, and they beat up Carlito. Stone Cold stomps a mud hole in him, sends him to Piper. Piper pokes him in the eye, and then Stone Cold stunner, and they drink beer. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a WrestleMania moment, I, and I think this is when they try to start coining that phrase. Because JR is like, this is one of those moments we, we, we heard about. It's like, come on. <laughs> one of those moments that happen only at WrestleMania that we hear about sometimes. This could never happen on any other pay-per-view. <laughs> only here. What should we call it? What do we... Who is it? Is Stone Cold? Who is it? Bobby Lashley. I'll be sort of... <laughs> I will say, like, this segment, it's, it's, is this the first? It can't be the first, but it's definitely one of the early examples. Uh, Some heel modern legends are 
stupid. And then they're like, no, and they just beat him up. And he looks like a jabroni. Yeah. It's fun because I like Piper, but it's just, I don't know. This was, this was missing something for me. Yeah, it, so it just too. happened. Piper wasn't exactly on it. I mean, yeah, he, he was good here. Like, he shut down the what chance, give him that. But I don't know. Like, he said, he oh, didn't, it's, have, it's any, he didn't have a reason to be out there. It's alfalfa. I was like, yeah, that's kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> and then that Stone Cold with, like, the microaggression of the night. Oh, you nappy head. And I was like, hey, ooh. ooh. Don't be saying that. <laughs> hey, easy there. Easy, easy there, Stone Cold Don Imus. And then he went on to say the N word in the longest yard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that's it's okay because Ugh. Cody Rhodes showed up with his hat with his uh baby that solved racism. Yes, he got the shiki on. <laughs> Adrenaline in my soul. It's time what to if, what if he came out as the one man gang? Oh, oh my god. Gosh. He comes out as a Akeem the African dream. The African Dream. <laughs> Come on, Cody was right there. All right, guys, we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> I've got a big Aki Bonor. It goes where no Dragon Ball Z game has gone before. Everywhere. Introducing Dragon Ball Z Sagas, the first ever Dragon Ball Z action-adventure game. Available on PlayStation 2, Xbox, and Nintendo GameCube, rated T for teen. Put your head between your legs. Robots is more incredible than The Incredibles. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm as crazy as my mother. Oh. The ride of your life. The most amazing action ever put on film. Robots. Jump, fight, run. Stuff happens when you beat the drums. Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Rated E10 for ages 10 and up. Taking on Aki Bono in a big ass sumo match. <laughs> this kind of came so out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. we ha- I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what they called it officially, but I call it the big ass sumo match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we saw Aki Bono at uh, I think it was Raw in Japan and, and SmackDown as well, and uh, he uh, shook hands with the Big Show. And then Big Show laid out the challenge for a sumo match, and uh, it's kind of kind of a bummer. Big Show coming off of his uh, WWE title match at No Way Out, uh, it feels like he's taking a step back here. 
It almost feels like a punishment. Mm-hmm. Taking one for the team over here. So Big Show, he has a weigh-in. He's 470 these days. He's lost about 30 pounds, apparently. <laughs> it's all in his hair, though. Uh, he lifts up a Jeep and pushes it over, and literally the whole of SmackDown is just like, when they make their entrance, it's like, oh, the Jeep, it turned over. Oh, my gosh. So um, Big Show doing some crazy things out there with no Aki Bono. This is Brock Lesnar and Goldberg all over again. <laughs> that, that was Brocky Bono. <laughs> that needs to be a... Uh, what's that guy? James Vanderbeek on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone, someone suggests that to him. Um, but man, this this match was something else. So tra- traditional sumo match. Even, even Tony Chimmel, the ring announcer, was like, "The only uh, way to win this," match. <laughs> just stuttering over his words. Like, what the heck are we about to do? This is brawl for all. This is some crap. <laughs> uh, but they do a traditional sumo match. There's a sumo referee who has, like, a church fan in his hand. Uh, <laughs> and Aki Bono comes down to the ring. His robe looks like there's sushi on it. <laughs> and I don't mean, Ooh. like, the design looks like sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I alone in that thought, or was it was it actually sushi? That's racist. Come on, no. Anybody can enjoy sushi, <laughs> especially Aki Bono. Yeah. Did somebody you know, say Aki Boner? Hello, ladies. Val Venus, what are you doing here? <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, Aki Boner. Uh, I thought he had sushi on his, and then Big Show comes out. He's got Skeddy on his. This is like orange and black. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, just Skeddy stains. I mean, it was white when I bought it. For sure. And so, my goodness, Big Show, he hikes his, you know, the robe up his leg, you know, being a little sensual, little little tease. Ooh. And he goes, Shh. This is a really big show. <laughs> and my goodness, man, uh, both men are in the ring. And when they disrobe, the fans. Are you really calling a play by play on this? Yes. Yeah. I loved this. I loved everything about this. And I'm and I'm explaining why in real time. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. disrobe, and the audience is fifty percent horrified shock. The other fifty percent laughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like Aki Bono has like frog legs. He is one hundred percent belly and titty. He is yeah yeah. He is top heavy boy. And he's got some areola, man. He needed a bra. <laughs> Whereas Big Show, by comparison, looked in good health. Yeah, honestly, bad. though, he was a cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. He didn't like he. He didn't have like a necessarily a body like big, 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 but not that that big. I know when we think of Big Show, we think uh uh-huh, big fat boy, but he looked to be in good shape. For his size. Compared yeah, compared to Akibono. Gosh, Akibono looked horrible. But I mean he looked good for a sumo wrestler. Yeah, he's supposed (laughs) to. But uh man, Big Show looked dwarfed from the get, man. And so they start clapping their hands and and squatting, and this is supposed to be a ritual to like cast away something. (laughs) I don't remember. Uh 
And this goes on Eagles. a little too long. And the crowd start booing. Way too long. And uh, they they throw salt or rice a couple times. And Michael's like, this is to fend off evil spirits. And I'm like, okay, it's a sumo match. Do we really got to do all that? Anywho, it begins. And Aki Bono is like slapping his hands on Big Show's face. And Big Show's like, what the heck? Like He looks genuinely surprised by his offense. But it's effective, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so... Gosh, Big Show, he like shoulder blocks into him, and it's like hitting a brick wall. Michael Cole described it best. Like he, it doesn't phase Aki Bono, uh, but you can tell there there are differences in the men, like conditioning wise. Like Big Show looks like he can he can go, and like he he can stand his ground. Uh, but Aki Bono, it, it looked like he had some weaknesses. But him being so skilled at, at sumo, we never got to see it pan out because Big Show is not a freaking sumo wrestler. So, saying all that to say, um, uh, I think perhaps the first part of the of the match was like kind of shoot, kind of work in terms of like you know Big Show took the time to go Rrr, raise his hand up. It's like oh yeah. come on, but when Big laugh. Show, I'm like you're not going to choke slam him. <laughs> but when Big Show lifts Aki Bono up, I think Aki Bono was like oh heck no, I got to protect my spot, I got to protect my image, and like just. Throws Big Show out of the ring. It was amazing. Jabronism. And you can see Big Show mouth mother effort. Like you know that hurt. You know that hurt so. Bad. Yes. You just. <laughs> so, uh, as the biggest fan of this match, I say thumbs up. There wasn't anything about this I didn't love. I was captivated Ooh. at every turn. For me, I'm not sure I could really give it a thumbs up or thumbs down. Like, this is just, like, dumb spectacle. Like, this is the most bizarre WrestleMania thing that I think I've seen. And this is the first time I've seen that. And I'll give them credit. Like, just taking this seriously. They actually went the extra mile. They showed a legit, like, presented this, like, serious sumo. You know, they came out and, uh, the, you know, the outfits they're wearing, <laughs> they're called Mawashi. I had to look that up. And, uh... They did it all legit, but whenever you look at the other side of the, as a wrestling fan who knows nothing about, this is just like, you know, not to be reductive, but it just looks like two fat guys in diapers. <laughs> it's nothing but comedy, and in the end, just Big Show getting thrown out on it's funny, but like, this just feels like the beginning of them just using Big Show as a big joke. <laughs> so it's like, okay, good lord. Yeah, and they used this years after the fact at WrestleMania 28 when Big Show has a match with Cody Rhodes, and the build was, you're a joke at WrestleMania. You have done nothing substantial at WrestleMania, and this is just a part of it. I will say, neat fact I learned, and just kind of looking up a little bit about sumo for this, uh, Japanese uh, sumo are called Rikishi. That's where Rikishi's name Oh, how about that? You learn something every day. Jake, what are your thoughts? I I didn't like it as much as you did. Um, <laughs> That's totally fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm middle ground on it. <laughs> See, like, I I could tell when, when Ake Bono was working, and it it was really awkward to watch him do those those titty slaps and have them not be remotely effective. When you when they they like before the whole match, they're like, well, this is what Ake Bono does to be effective, and like 
Big Show saves face by picking him up for a second, and then he gets hip tossed into oblivion. I don't know, man. I this isn't like wh- who is this for? Like, Vince McMahon. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the obvious. That's the obvious answer. But like, why are we doing this? Who is this for? What is this becoming? What does it build to? What is? Why did we bring in Akebono? Is he going to be working in the next couple months with us? Like. It's dumb. It's dumb for the sake of being like, there's a fat guy in a diaper, and now we got two of them. (laughs) Well, I think that was the plan. I I think Akibono even at least wrestled for New Japan. Uh, I think he may have wrestled for Ring of Honor. I could be wrong on that, though, so don't quote me. But he did do professional wrestling, and I think that was the plan to bring him in and wrestle for WWE, but it never materializes. Because they got one look at him, and they're like, oh, he looks like a turd. (laughs) <laughs> Look at the areola, man. When I, when I see Ake Bono, that's what I imagine that that piddly little shit from uh, WCW looks like. Wait, Mark what? Madden. Oh my god! <laughs> well, I mean, Tank Abbott did take a shirt off that one, time. <laughs> and I and, salute him for it. And somehow Ake Bono looked slim, more slim. You look downright sexy. I just need uh, Mark Madden and Bubba the Love Sponge to have a big fat guy match. Okay, jeez. I thought thought you were about to say, I I just need to hear what Adam Sandler has to think about this. I was about to to turn this off. Since you said it. (laughs) No. Happy to be Mark Madden. (laughs) Fat guy in a diaper. (laughs) Yahoo. Ruthless podcast where you better not have any talents or they'll get used against you. Rob Schneider's over there like Aki Bono and Adam Sandler's like, shut up, you're funny. I'm funny. champion more than my opponent, John Cena. Greatness, dignity, courage, respect. John Cena does not have any of these qualities. You have disgraced the U.S. title by making it some bling bling sideshow. And look at this. The championship off the skull of John But he will bow at the feet of greatness. I'm just like all of you. I am sick and tired of JBL. 
It seems as if he likes to break titles. You gotta be kidding me. Cena's championship was in there. I like to break faces. There's a code that I live by. Eye for an eye. They wanna get in my business. I wanna get in their business. JBL, get your ass out here. We gonna handle this right now. Cena, I saw what JBL did. But listen, player, you're gonna have to wait until WrestleMania. When it comes to this, you either part of the solution or you're part of the problem. And since you ain't letting JBL come out, you're part of the problem. As GM of SmackDown, I will not allow the inmate to run the asylum. John Cena will not be able to lay a hand on you, JBL. And if he does, he will forfeit his WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. People like you don't make it to a level like me. People like you have your little families. Where your mama had to sleep with the grocery store man to pay your groceries. Where your mama just spent most of the time on her back. John Cena must keep his cool. If he strikes the champion JBL, John Cena will lose his title opportunity at WrestleMania. However, JBL, if you strike John Cena, then John Cena can strike back. You feel me? You're probably pretty mad right now, huh? Maybe you want to throw a punch. Come on! Right here! You throw a punch and I swear I will knock the hell out of you! Just like I thought. You know what? In the world that we come from, there's people who talk about it. And then there's people who be about it. Officers, that right there is the man who vandalized my limousine. Arrest him. He's a common piece of garbage. Get used to humiliation at WrestleMania. It will be a lot more humiliating when you are forced to worship at the feet of a wrestling god. I guarantee John Cena that at WrestleMania, I will walk out as the WWE Man, I, I could go on and tell you the build to this. I, I could tell you how it came to be. Uh, I did not like this story, and I don't like where SmackDown is at with the JBL cabinet. Uh, this all fell so flat, and every time I tried to watch SmackDown, it was a chore. Like, JBL would cut 20-minute-long promos like Triple H, and they just... Ugh. Nothing of substance. Like... Man, you're just not cut out for it. And I think I shared this with you guys in our group chat, but uh, JBL was not in the position to elevate talent. He he himself needed to be elevated. And uh, mm-hmm. so pairing him with the Bashams and Orlando Jordan I, ultimately did not help them. Did it help them in the moment? I would argue no. So you just have these group, this group of nobodies. JB, you know, JBL, you know, some like his character, a lot don't. Uh, I started out liking him a lot, but now it just X Pac heat, man, go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from that to like John Cena entering the title picture and being a viable contender, 
Uh, he did the part the best he could, but ultimately these guys did not have good chemistry. So mm -hmm. this all just fell, fell so flat in my opinion. What do you guys make of this story? I like, from what I've seen of it, uh, JBL, like, yeah, I agree. In the beginning, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's neat. It's a good direction for him. But I, I agree with your take that he himself should be because, man, it just, like, it just gets boring fast. Like, I like coward heel uh, champions. I think they could be fun. JBL is just downright like, pathetic. <laughs> I just did not enjoy any of it. Yeah, it, it, it's he gets to the point where it feels like he cuts the same promo every time mm -hmm. he comes out there, and it's you know, it takes forever to get to the point, and he never really does. Yeah, I, like at first I was excited because you know I'd never seen the guy, and you know the the Eddie Guerrero stuff was pretty good, and then it's just like ah, it's just out here to to talk for twenty minutes and be boring, and your matches matches are boring. Mm -hmm. You're boring. So from here, we can only look forward to the uh, Extreme Rules match with Finley at WrestleMania 24. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to this to this day, one of my WrestleMania highlights, you know, just pegging Hornswoggle freaking trash can. Hashtag WrestleMania moment. Uh, so JBL enters in with police escort in his Longhorn limousine, and JBL bucks falling from the sky. Mm, it's making it rain on them hoes. <laughs> uh, John Cena entering in with his brand new "You Can't." No, um, is that what it's called? You can't. Gang, gang. What's that song? My time is now. His new theme song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is the theme he still has to this day. Uh, would you guys have him rather entered in with his Doctor of Thugonomics song, or did you? Was it time for this one? Uh, me personally, Doctor Thugonomics, because that's my. That's like I don't know. I just love that theme, but that's probably more personal. The other one probably is fits his face. Be like a big, big face of the company. Though I, I think that for the Doctor of Thugonomics, that the time is up, and that. The time is now for the new theme. Yeah, both are good. I, I do prefer the um, basic thugonomics, though, for sure. Um, Word life. Word freaking life. <laughs> Word mother freaking life. <laughs> My word mother freaking wife. So to start here, they trade shoulders. Uh, JBL gets the better of it with the big boot out of the corner. A suplex gives JBL two, and he chokes Cena on the ropes for a bit. Back up, and Cena is, he's okay, but uh, he's getting into a slug out, even hitting a spagingo. But JBL catches, there you go. But JBL catches him with a Ron Simmons-esque style spine buster. A neck breaker and some clotheslines stay on Cena's neck, followed by a sleeper. Cena slips out, and it's a double clothesline to keep it at a slow pace. This is the crockpot match of the night. JBL sends <laughs> him outside for another neck breaker before going up top for whatever reason. This gets him a slam out of the air, but Cena can't follow up. Cena starts with his comeback, and the f 
the fans are booing him, man. Cena is getting booed here. Uh, he gets a five-knuckle shuffle. Uh, JBL goes for a clothesline from Hades. Cena evades, hits the FU for the pin and the win. John Cena is the new WWE champion. And I'll go first here. I said thumbs down. I I just couldn't get into it. I don't think they, like I just said, I don't think they had good chemistry. Although it felt like they should have, um, if that makes sense. But man, I didn't like this match. So I'm giving it a thumbs down. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to to not agree with you. You know, I got to say, similarly, thumbs down, mostly because, like, it just, they started slow and they tapered off towards the end. You know what I mean? It's like, I did not enjoy it. They, The one thing I will say is that they, they did something that is completely devoid in modern wrestling these days, and that is one finisher and the match is over. Yes. And not only that, he didn't he didn't grab him, get him up on his shoulders, turn to face the hard camera, make a cool face, and then hit the finisher. He hit it where he had him, and it was good enough for the win. One, two, three. Now, did I, does that mean I like the match? No, not really. This match is boring, and John Cena doesn't have a lot of his who he's going to become yet. And his whole offense is basically getting his ass kicked for 15 minutes, and then he hits four moves and wins. Yeah, man, I, I just felt like uh, for an otherwise really good show so far, like this is the the big we got to pump the brakes on it. That should be good. I agree. Like there is like a weird styles clash between them. But I mean, does it really matter when collectively both of them are just kind of eh at this point? I don't know. But I just couldn't get into it. It just felt like they're going through the motions, doing their stuff, getting it. Like they're it, doing it just feels like JBL knew he was he was putting John over and definitely didn't want to work hard for it. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. this feels like it was just enough to get it over the bar of being I could have seen this on Raw or SmackDown, but not by much. And uh kind of disappointing <laughs> for John Cena's first like a, uh, you know, main main top level championship. You know, kind of a big part kind of doesn't have me looking forward to the future as scaredy just as whatever <laughs> thumbs down as well and now it's time for the ma, ma, ma main event of the evening ever since I joined evolution raw has been about one man triple h this is evolution my thought my heart my sweat my blood made this what it is today it didn't bother me i never minded but things change i put this group together for a reason triple h does not give a damn about you hi there triple h can i help patisa there all he cares about is that world title triple h has made you special when he's ready to step down you be the man but when Randy Orton won the World Heavyweight Championship at SummerSlam last year, it was all about Triple H. Orton made a choice to take my World Heavyweight Championship. When I won Royal Rumble, Batista will be the main event at WrestleMania 21. It was still all about Triple H. I gave you guys.
guidance. I gave you direction, and I made you the animal that I see standing in this ring today. I had to make a decision. Go to SmackDown and leave Raw all to Triple H. Sometimes Dave is not smart enough to know what's good for him. Batista needs to do what's right for evolution. And what's right for Batista is for him to go to SmackDown. Hunter, I've done what I was going to do for a long time. I'm staying right here on Raw. Not WrestleMania, I'm taking the world championship from you. You see, Batista, you were like a brother to me. And when you turned on me, I was very angry. That mean streak of Triple H, one of the most cold and calculating competitors I've ever seen in my entire career. It's all about the game and how you play it. Quote, a game got played. When you have an animal and you raise it and it turns around and it bites the hand that feeds it, then it's time to make a difficult decision. Batista, I will not hesitate. I'm bigger. There will be no remorse. I'm better. No regrets. At WrestleMania 21. At WrestleMania 21. I will beat you. Your ass is mine. I officially become the man. I will put the animal down. Batista will come for the world's title against the game at WrestleMania 21. Take them back. Uh-huh. Coming up, I was confused. My mommy kissing a girl. Confusion and curse coming up in the cold world. Daddy ain't around, probably out committing felonies. My favorite rapper used to sing, check, check out my melody. I wanna live good, so shit, I sell dope for a full finger ring. One of them go ropes. Nana told me if I pass, I get a sheepskin coat. If I can move a few packs, I get the hat. Now that'd be dope, tossed and turned in my sleep that night. Woke up the next morning, niggas have stole my bike Different day, same shit, ain't nothing good In the hood, I run away from this bitch and never come back if I could Need the love of the underdogs on top And I'm gon' shine, on me until my heart stop Go ahead, envy me I'm Rash MVP And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me Need the love of the underdogs on top And I'm gon' shine, on me until my heart stop Go ahead, envy me I'm Rash MVP And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me on the grill of my low rider, guns on both sides, right above the gold wires, I four five them. Kill a nigga on my song and really do it, that's the true meaning of a ghost It's time for the main event as Triple H takes on Batista for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, who's this? It's Motorhead. I want to say, before we get started, my favorite thing about this was Motorhead. Can you believe they did the words? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, go ahead, Jake. What, what were you saying about Motorhead? Oh, it's just, you know, they. I do enjoy Motorhead coming out, but you can definitely tell, like, there's a certain point in the song where Lemmy's like, uh, it's all about the game and how you play it. Uh, I am the game, you Cleveland bitch ready to run. Um, uh, it's all about the game. <laughs> To be to be incredibly fair though, like it at least worked fine enough 
This is nothing compared to when they did it at WrestleMania 17. Yes, Because Lemmy Lemmy knew none of the words. It's like they (laughs) recorded his theme, and then after that, they're like, all right, that job's done. Time to forget all this crap. (laughs) We'll never do that song (laughs) Just nothing. (laughs) You could just feel like he was like a freaking Triple H almost felt embarrassed walking down the ring to it. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i think the the issue here was at 21 they he couldn't keep up with the the pace of the song <laughs> it's your song dude I, that's the strangest thing and i'm thinking like how do you sing uh the ace of spades that's much faster <laughs> he's like a verse behind <laughs> <laughs> they're done with the song he's just doing acapella if you like the cowboy I'll tell you I'm your man to, to be Look fair this I think big I've heard... on my throat the aces man <laughs> <laughs> to be fair I, I think I've heard people say like you know later Motorhead concerts were basically that it's just li- <laughs> just mumbling through shit <laughs> I mean, yeah, you go for the experience, right? It's like going to a Paul McCartney concert. You don't go for an amazing Paul McCartney experience. You go to see Paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> and although that That's sounds how I feel like about dig, seeing Sting wrestle these days. Exactly. Oh, that, that is a great example. <laughs> I saw Sting. It wasn't good, but I saw Sting. Uh, so... In, into the the meat and potatoes of this match, uh, I mean, this is probably the best story going into everything. Batista be feeling jaded from Evolution. It's all about Triple H and how you play it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, this has been a slow burn. With uh, as we covered in our last review back in August uh, about uh, Batista signing the contract and officially turning on his stablemates, and so uh, they've gone through a myriad of things. Uh, putting Batista through the gauntlet, pick your poison. Uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up, uh, per our boy Nate the effing great, uh, there were a couple segments on Raw where Batista started this like sly insult thing at Eric Bischoff. And he was mm-hmm. like, you'd make a great politician. And Eric Bischoff's like, thanks. He's like, wait a minute. I meant to say, Used car salesman. Hey, oh, it's just they did like two of them. Used those. car salesman. <laughs> yeah, they did like two of those, and the first one was like, "Oh, that's funny," but then it's like, "Don't make this a thing," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that's that's what's been happening on Raw. Um, Triple H, uh, like JBL, cutting way too long of promos. It's just it's that has been a slog to get through, but it's been interesting to see, uh, Batista's rise to prominence. Um, man, he, he really needs that pyro and he really needs that theme because he's doing the motion, yes. but his theme is made for a mid card bad guy. He needs saliva. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the one, <laughs> one thing missing from his entrance. Just, uh, I want the machine gun already. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, there's nothing further I can offer about triple H's character. I hate it. I want him to go yeah. away. There's I nothing, want him to go away for a while. Nothing more that needs to be said. We spent a whole season and more talking about this. And more. So, uh, nothing more needs to be said. It's it's time to turn the game off. Ooh. So let's get started here in our main event of the evening. 
The early power lockup lets them drive each other to the ropes. They do it again with Triple H's running shoulder with no effect to the animal. Another shoulder drops Batista, but he's right back up with something close to a power slam. Batista hits a spagingo. Only to have Hold on. There you go. (laughs) Hold on. Thanks, Jim. (laughs) Hey, Adam. (laughs) Hang on. Just got <laughs> like that's actually Jim Ross live. He's got like a really, really tiny ring bell with a tiny hammer. <laughs> oh, boo hoo. Hold on. Boom, me. boom. There we go. Oh, boo hoo. Let me ding the world's smallest ring bell. I'm being it's serious. Me, Jim, oh, boom, this, boom, is the, Ross. this is the world's smallest ring bell. Are you two stop fighting? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Batista, <laughs> Batista hits a spagingo only to have Triple H knock him outside to cut the momentum off again. Ric Flair distracts. Uh, this lets Triple H send Batista into the steps, and Flair gets in some choking with a jacket. Like, I can't even get excited about it. I've seen it too many times. Mm-hmm. Back in, and Triple H gets Ooh. off. Back in, and Triple H gets two off a suplex. This allows Ric Flair to choke Batista more. Uh, whatever emotion the fans had for Batista after the Triple H entrance is long gone now as Triple H has beaten him down for about seven of the eight minutes the match has been going on so far. Batista slugs away but walks into a spine buster because because Triple H needs to hit a spine buster as he dominates Batista in the biggest match of his career. And, of course, that is Batista's new move. A Spagingo... Hold on, hold on, hold on, by God, by God, hold on, hold on, yeah! <laughs> Breaks up the pain. Hey, hit the bell faster. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got Bell's balls. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. That's not in good taste. Uh, That's funny. <laughs> Breaks up. Spagingo breaks up the pedigree attempt, but Triple H is right back with a face buster. So you get you get a little bit, but Triple H takes it back over. Eh, you know. Triple H goes up and gets clothesline out of the air to no reaction because the fans are gone. Uh, Batista sends Triple H over the corner only to have Triple H whip him into the steps. Like, Batista just cannot get that clear offense. Mm-hmm. Triple H goes for a pedigree onto the steps, but it's countered into a catapult into the ring post, and that draws first blood. That was like a s- super deep catapult, too. Uh, like I was kind of afraid that bet- a little too much in it. Head or I know, man. Uh, back in, and it's time to hammer on the cut as the fans finally have something to cheer about. Yay. Mm-hmm. The big running clothesline in the corner rocks Triple H and a power slam gets two as there isn't quite the energy in the offense that you would expect. It feels like they're just doing stuff to just kind of fill time just to build something. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it feels like. That's like the majority of Triple H matches, just doing stuff to fill time. Exactly. But if I act like I'm all hurt, then people will think it's like cool. Batista sends him outside but goes after Flair, allowing Triple H to grab the chair, which hits the referee by mistake. 
He's trying to like grab it out of midair or something, and it just looked weird. Mm. Flair's belt shot is countered with a spine buster, but Triple H's belt shot gets two. Ric Flair taking that spine buster. He will never land square on his back. No, he does not want to at all. <laughs> the fans react to the kick out, and Batista hits a spine buster to a big reaction. They're finally waking up. Uh, Triple H, he hits Batista low, and it looks like things are in peril, but Batista blocks the pedigree with raw strength. And he hits something like a white noise, like some sort of like back-end suplex. Like, it, it was an interesting-looking move. Mm-hmm. Batista finally hits the Batista bomb and has become the new world heavyweight champion. Kyle, let's start with yeah. you. What do you think about the match? Uh, I wish I could feel a lot more about this match, because it's a big moment for Batista, uh, more so than Cena, even. And, oh, he's a big, imposing... Looks good. He has it. And I'm glad, uh, he's got the... But, at the end of the day, this is still a triple... And I just, I couldn't... It's like... My heart of hearts wants to say thumbs down. Like, I like Batista. <laughs> it makes me feel bad. Very in thumbs middle. Yeah. Yeah, you see, I don't I don't have the same feelings about Batista that you do, so I will say thumbs down. <laughs> like Fair. I part of me wants to wants to say thumbs up because I, I appreciate what these two wins rec- represent, right? They represent kind of a changing of the guard for, for the company. We're changing both of our champions on the same night, and it's, we're clearly going to try to go in a different direction. I'm, I'm here for that. Um, what I'm not here for are the boo-boo face champions who did not want to do a job and put the new guys over and did not want to make them look good. They wanted to out-talk them. They wanted to to outwork them. They wanted to show how good they were instead of doing the job that they were there to do and put somebody over. So all that considered, I'm going to say, I am going to say thumbs down. They could have done a lot better job than they did, and I feel like they kind of mailed it in. At least Hunter did. Oh, 100%. But that was not... Dave can't be... Dave's still green, so he can't be blamed for for Mm -hmm. his effort, but... Is someone as much of a ring veteran as, as Paul? Like he should absolutely have been in there and and cooking. Hundred uh, percent. And I said thumbs middle. Uh, it was okay and it was necessary, like an, to endure another Triple H heel champion match. Uh, but man, like I hope we never have to sit through this again. Like mm-hmm. this was this was a reign of terror, man. It truly was, and we're finally at the end of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Get Triple H out and get Dave Batista the F in. Yeah, for real. Like at this point, like it's really, really hard for me not to say that like Triple H is like becoming my least favorite wrestler. And I know it's all because like just PTSD from watching all Reign of shit. Oh no, no doubt. But man. I mean, let's let's take a victory lap, fellas. We did it. We endured Yay! in the ruthless aggression time, the reign of terror. Oh. And yeah, Triple H is still a bad guy. Uh, we will sit through another Triple H as the challenger 
championship match. But he's, you know, he's about to turn on Ric Flair, blah, blah, blah. So um, I think hap- happier times are ahead. Good um, days are here again. But yeah, he will not be world champion again until like, what, 08, 2008? Mm-hmm. So he's going several years without the belt. Um, or is it 07? I forget. Anyway, uh, he all shouldn't that to say, again. <laughs> all that to say, the new stars have risen to the top. John Cena on top of SmackDown, Batista on top of Raw. A new day has dawned in the WWE, and I'm just glad we got through a pay-per-view without Heidenreich, Luther Reigns, Mark Gentrek, Kenzo Suzuki, Rene Dupree, Law Resistance, and more. Mm-hmm. And that was WrestleMania 21. Conclusion on my part, this is what's been missed. It reveals the lack of star power as a result of the brand split, but also how bright the stars you do have are, how brightly they do shine. A fantastic show that'll leave behind some that'll leave behind some stink, you know, such as those stars mm-hmm. I listed off. Like just shed that off. Uh, this was good stuff. Definitely worth a rewatch. What do you say, Kyle? Yeah, uh, overall, uh, I, I, um, it kind of petered off to again. Even like the duds, even when they were duddy, at least they had significance, you know, aside from the whip, that was, you know. And uh, I got to laugh at Big Show, getting knocked on his ass, and so I, I definitely say the show is. And yeah, this has me hopeful for what's to come. Cool. Jake, what say you? Uh, this was, you know, this was like an oasis for us. Like we got a little bit of water, and it, it made us made us not fall in love with wrestling again. But it, it made us, you know, maybe not hate it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely some stuff that we didn't need to to sog through to get here, but we're here now, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. But if I look a little bit further ahead, I'm not exactly thrilled about uh, what's coming next and that backlash. Oh, no. And that was WrestleMania 21, as aforementioned. Uh, one thing I want to do before we get into the card, Jake, uh, I put the question out to you listeners and I would love to do this a little more uh, but ask you what, what did you think about the show and I just want to share a few of what you guys said um, so first here we got at the real Drew V1 uh, he has some questions why is Mysterio's mask so loose did Big Show <laughs> get punished or do something to be put in that sumo match what's more problematic this was some great foreshadowing Eugene, Muhammad Hassan, Muhammad Hassan attacking Eugene, or Hulk Hogan? Sounds like we got all of his stuff there. We covered all I know, man. <laughs> a, 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 a true member of the Spagingo Squad. Uh, our boy Demarcus Denzel on, uh, on Twitter. Sorry, it's X now. I, I keep forgetting. Uh, no, it's it still Twitter. It it's Twitter. <laughs> he says, well... Well, it's the big, 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 big classic matchup <laughs> somewhere in the Midgard. <laughs> uh, I just also want to say, man, you rock the Spigingo Squad shirt. Love it. Thanks for yes. representing Spigingo Squad Nation. I don't even got one of those, man. I'm jealous. I know. Or, I need one. 
We need our. We need to get our cool uh, Spagingo Squad Letterman jam. <laughs> uh, Chris Solma at Solma Chris says, "This was my first WrestleMania, where my parents let me stay up and watch the whole thing, being very happy with the whole pay per view." Fretzelmania, uh, our boy Mr. Fretz says, uh, first one I ordered at home. First, I watched without my wrestling friends. And, you know, while it is fun watching wrestling with friends, uh, there's something about it watching it by yourself that I always prefer. So that I can... Yeah, you don't have to answer a thousand questions. <laughs> <laughs> How much does that guy weigh? Taki Bono weighs Well, he's, uh, he's seven feet, 500 pounds. <laughs> um... Uh, at Ed Lord says the first ever Money in the Bank match is perfect. Reason I wore 21 in football as a kid, which is lame, but it's not lame. This is a genuine top five mania, and the Money in the lame. Bank match is a huge reason. Also, Kane's entrance is one of the best ever. Yes, sorry, failed to mention that at the appropriate time. It was really cool. <laughs> it, it was really cool. I give lame ass maskless Kane his credit. Uh, Nate the effing great says the trailers are amazing matches are great and one will get a brother sucks but I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it well we didn't dish out any brother sucks yeah uh, no so brother sucks I'll have no, to I once you listen to this part Nate tell me what you thought it was but this probably Christy <laughs> I mean, she was she was toting that brother sucks line I'll tell you that much Kyle mm-hmm. hit the hit the brother wait I don't think I have it do I have that sound bite yeah you have to have the sound bite it's you I do. I don't have it. I don't have no, it. No, I don't have it either. Yeah! No, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, um, uh, so yeah, you'll have to let me know on that one. But I appreciate each of y'all for sharing your thoughts. Uh, we'll we'll do this again at Backlash, man. I I, lo- I love hearing from the Spagingo Squad Nation. Uh, but in the meantime. This has been the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. If you can't get enough hey, of that, do you want to hear about what's what's happening at Backlash, though? I'm getting to that. Oh, Ooh, sound like you're going into ruthless your- tension. <laughs> you better stop instigating, like Chavo, Kyle. Jake and I are perfectly Ooh, happy as the tag team champions. Um, yeah, but like, he's always beating you and stuff. Let me try this again. That was WrestleMania 21. Please join us next time as we'll be reviewing Backlash 2005. And Jake, what can we expect from Backlash 2005? Man, we've got some classics coming up. Uh, It's going to all open with a Intercontinental Championship match as Shelton Benjamin defends against Chris Jericho. We've got a tag team turmoil match for the World Tag Team Championship featuring the team of Tajiri and William Regal. Okay. The Heartthrobs. Simon Dean and Maven. (laughs) Ma Resistance. No! And the Hurricane and Rosie. Okay, that could be fun. I mean, not Lars Estance, but I like Hurricane Rose. In the last man standing match, Chris Benoit against Edgeward. Mm, that could be good. Oh, here it is. Kane with Lita is going up against 
viscera. Yeah. <laughs> yes. With Thresh. Yes. I knew it. I knew we were approaching this time. In our semi-main, we've got Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels against Davari and Muhammad Hassan. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> that one's going to go 15 minutes. How close are we getting into the Shawn Michaels-Hogan match? SummerSlam. Not. Ooh, yeah, um, and in, in the main event for the World Heavyweight Championship, Old Goldie, Batista defends against Triple H with Ric Flair. <sighs> oh, yay. Well, it sounds like an okay show. I mean, you got some Hogan, you got some Bogan and Krogan. Um, uh, but in the meantime, if you can't get enough of that ruthless goodness, you can follow us on X at Ruthless Potter. <laughs> at Ruthless Potter. I must be like throwing up little X fingers while you're doing that. I actually did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be cool, Dex. You can follow us on TikTok at Ruthless Pod, Instagram Ruthless Aggression Podcast, Facebook and YouTube, The Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Uh, you can follow me personally, Levi, at Ruthless Pod Levi. Jake, where can they follow you? Y'all can follow me for all my shenanigans at Crash Landis on Twitter. You can also, uh, if you enjoy what I'm doing here, check out uh, my show with Alex and Jake. Uh, I'm sometimes funny. I just did uh, a tight five. If you like stand up comedy, I gave it a shot, so hear what I can do on the microphone when I'm trying to be funny. And Every little podcast are available. <laughs> and Kyle, where can they follow you? You can follow me on the the, the X Twitter at Ruthless Pod Kyle. Having fun, chatting it, and then shooters and stuff. <laughs> Come check me out. And yeah, that's us. Uh, a couple things I want to address before we end the episode is uh, number one, uh, definitely notice uh, there's been a lack of episodes, and I take responsibility for that. I put out a statement on uh, Twitter, and uh, a, lot, a lot has changed in my life personally. Uh, I'm doing a new role in my job. Uh, I my daughter was born this past August, which is consequently when the last episode went up. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, uh, I'm changing the format of the show. Uh, you may not notice a lick of difference as a listener, but as uh, the producer of this show, I took pride in watching all the Raws and SmackDowns and taking just looking under every crevice for content for the, the podcast. Uh, that has to change. So going forward, I'm going to only be watching the pay-per-views, uh, which... You know, was what this intended to start out as, but I thought I could get a lot more uh, mileage out of the show doing every Raw and SmackDown. So uh, I hope uh, y'all won't hate it, uh, but that's that's how it's going to be. So I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to be surprised by a lot. Uh, if I can, I'll try and go back and watch certain segments, but I just cannot watch all the weekly shows. So it's okay, uh, Levi. Everybody's here for the farts and the JR. <laughs> So, um, so this was the last episode where I, I got to watch all of them, um, and it took me several <laughs> weeks. It was unbearable, and like, you know, it's like you finally get that time to sit down and watch it, and then it's just JBL cut the twenty minute promo. I literally fell asleep. Yeah. I fell asleep. I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude, I'm. I don't work. blame you. I can't do that. 
so, uh, so anyway, and also to our to our Patreon, I have temporarily paused pledges uh, just to uh, kind of reassess Patreon. So I'm sure you've all noticed. But I just want to go ahead and address that. We're not going to be promoting that until we can get a hand on it. Because, like, right now, I am booked. I am like, I'm like Triple H. I am booked. And I'm booked to win, baby. <laughs> so, anyway, I uh, just want to address those couple things. But thank you all so much for your support. I've just kind of been a little overwhelmed by the support that, you know, that you guys are reaching out and asking that you are, that you care. And uh, it means the world to us. Oh, don't let me forget this. I we got some Instagram comments. I want to read these as well because darn it, I care. Uh, and so Evan Hodge, he's our boy uh, on Instagram. He says, "I just got done with 2004 in the timeline, and I have three shows until I'm caught up. WrestleMania 21 is going to go so hard. Yes, it has. Yes, it will. Thank you, sir." Yeah. Adrian Green on Instagram. Can't wait for the recording, and hopefully you guys rip it at the big show doing a sumo match, buddy. Did we ever? Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, I've, I've kept you all long enough. Thank you all for the support. Jake, Kyle, love you. Can't imagine not doing the show oh, without baby. you guys. Uh, love you, baby. But anyway, uh, this has been the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. I'm Levi. I am Kyle. I'm Jake, baby. Mine you too. <laughs> okay, cut.